This is the MLW Radio Network. This is Front Row Material with ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Here is your host, Mike Freeland. here we are a few minutes behind but we are still here it is front row material it is tuesday night my name is mike friel thank you so much for carving out some time in your evening to join us it uh it's been a, a very interesting day for your good friend mike freeland uh i am happy to announce that i've gotten my second uh, covid shot so i'm fully uh, fully vax as they would say however i will also say that uh, feeling some symptoms as we speak so uh, I do very much hope that uh, I'm able to make it through the broadcast. If not, uh, I have definitely a group of people who will be able to help me make it all the way through. I uh, got a great show for you tonight. We are expecting to have Miranda Gordy. Uh, she is the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer uh, Bam Bam Terry Gordy. So we are very, very excited to go ahead and have her on. Like I said, just a few moments away from, from bringing her on here. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things on tonight's show. we got a six-pack of questions for our panel. We're also going to be introducing a brand new segment called Grade That Promo. So we're going to be looking at a promo that occurred at one point in time. Our panelists will grade it on the criteria that I give them. And then we will decide whether or not the promo was thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle. Just like our good friend Dave Meltzer. So... Uh, I'm very curious to hear what is going on with everybody this evening. How's everybody in the chat doing? Has uh, everybody been enjoying wrestling so far in the last uh, week-ish? I know we had a big, big pay-per-view that happened uh, recently with um, Rebellion, and that was with Impact Wrestling. It was a joint venture, uh, not only with them, but also with AEW Wrestling. And we had a big, uh, big title, big title change. Uh, if you haven't seen the pay-per-view yet, I'm not going to tell you how the title change happened, but I will tell you there was a title change nonetheless. Uh, we have a new undisputed, uh, I, I guess it's unified, uh, champion, and uh, whether that's Rich Swan or Kenny Omega, we will talk about that. We will talk about so many other things in addition to that. What's going on with the Mark Carano situation? Mickey James has weighed in and she has told us how her sentiments are. We've gotten apologies from the WWE, but where does this go? Does this uh, continue? Is there more issues with WWE in addition to just the Mark Carano situation? We're going to be talking about that as well. And I have a big major announcement for something that all of you at home can be part of as well. So once again, just going to be a couple of minutes before we get 
Miranda Gordy on here. And I, I tell you, it's it's always interesting to do an interview, but it's even more interesting to do uh, an interview with uh, what we call second gen, uh, second generation wrestler. Now, there's many of them out there in this industry, and it's going to be interesting to hear what her takes are on not only the business, uh, but women in professional wrestling and the legacy of her father as well. So it's it's good. It's good to see how things evolve with wrestling. Obviously, uh, when Bam Bam was in uh, wrestling back in the day, things were a little bit different. Culture was different. Wrestling styles were different. We're going to talk to Miranda and find out uh, what her styles are when she's in the ring. What's that like? Has she adapted a style that is uh, complementary to her father's, or are we going to see that she has developed her own style as well? That'll also be interesting. We uh, are going to talk to the Rit himself, the man who runs the Cult of Beardo, which is on each and every week. We're also going to go ahead and get a chance to talk uh, with Liam Savage as well, Mr. 1999. We're going to be joined by Moondog Greg Murray, who is our resident professional wrestler. We're going to get his take on some things as well. So we are very, very excited. So many different things are going on. I see a lot of people are jumping around in the chat. Uh, who's drinking what tonight? So that's that's the big question I have right now. Who's drinking what? And uh, why should the correct answer be buzz balls? I also have some new information on buzz balls as well. Gosh, there's so, so many things. But before we go any further, I'm going to bring her in. She is the beautiful, vivacious, and incredibly talented Miranda Gordy. Good, how are you? I am fantastic. I am so excited to have you on the show. Um, been watching your matches and been watching your shoot interviews, and it's so exciting to see second gen, um, especially you know with the fire and the passion that you have and, and your success so far. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so let's kind of jump into this before we even kind of talk about wrestling. How have you been as far as the pandemic has gone? Um, how's life? How's everybody staying healthy? So give us kind of a rundown on what that's been like. So as far as the pandemic, uh, I think I was out of work maybe two months tops. But uh, even during that time, I uh, am blessed to be in a place that we have a wrestling ring and we still did studio shows. Uh, well, studio tapings, not necessarily shows, but uh, my boyfriend has a ring and a, a place where we could have friends that were like, you know, we're healthy adults and we still want to, you know, stay active and stuff like that. And so uh, we also have a friend that's a cameraman and we um, produced a show called Viral Pro. And so it gave our friends the opportunity to still work and make some content while everything else was down. And um, as soon as things started opening back up, which was a later on in the summer, um, we started doing shows. And since then we've actually stayed busy. So I, I stayed busy most of the time. Uh, to be honest, and uh, actually the pandemic, I think I got in better shape. Uh, I've been going to the gym consistently and stuff because there was nothing really else to do, but I needed to do it anyway. So uh, stayed busy, got in better shape, got more bookings, and uh, definitely stronger in my career since the pandemic. So and uh, a lot of the shows that I'm on, they use it as an opportunity to get themselves out. Uh, most people were not running. And the shows I'm on were like, we're going to take this chance. So now they're, they have a lot of steam behind them, like SWE and USA. And, and I think they're doing well. So it's, it's worked out in my favor. 
That's awesome. And it's so difficult. And we've talked to many different wrestlers when it comes to just the psyche of, you know, being able to keep in the mindset of wrestling when you're not doing it. And, you know, they, the muscle memory and, you know, how your body feels after you've been out of it for a while. You know, on one hand, it's nice because your body can heal up if you have some nagging injuries. But on the other hand, uh, a lot of times, you know, we talk about it with people being in football shape. You know, you got to be able to take the hits and you need that. You need that constant contact with wrestling as well. Um, with your studio wrestling, I think that's fascinating. So once again, kind of refresh me here, who actually got the ball rolling on, let's kind of keep on doing this. And how long did it go from the first conversation to actually going ahead and doing it? Um, so literally the same week as, uh, everything started shutting down, which I believe was March, we had the idea of, uh, well, we can still have just a few friends, and we did. We only had like seven people, seven total wrestlers, and, well, and including the cameraman. We're like, we don't mind getting together. We'd like to stay in ring shape, and this we can kind of like use this as a time to, I guess, perfect what we've always wanted to do, but we can't do in front of a live crowd. And in April, a few weeks later, after we you know figured it all out, some friends came up and we did it. The first show was, like I said, seven people, including the cameraman. And uh, we filmed some episodes, and they're all out on YouTube now. And it went on uh, throughout the summer. We even did cinematic matches. Um, oh. Yeah, we did uh, two cinematic matches. We, uh, Myself and Niles Blanc uh, had a Hell in a Cellar match, a wine cellar <laughs> match. <laughs> so we did that um, for a cinematic match. And then um, the Magnificent Malico and Chandler Hopkins, who's been on AEW recently, uh, did one with their little feud. So, and it, it's really amazing. The production on it is really good for considering what it was. And, you know, the lack of people and just the lack of resources at the time. I think the last one we did was about uh, July of last year. So we filmed like maybe 10 or 11 episodes and wow. they're all really great, great production. And uh, just uh, for minimal people, it's, I think it turned out really great. That's awesome. I mean, you know, taking the initiative to say, Hey, let's do this. And um, not only to help yourself, but to help your fellow comrade as well. I think that's a big thing because it seems like, and once again, I'm I'm on the outside. It seems like it's a very difficult business when it comes to um, competition, and I I will leave it at that. But it, it seems like it can be very very competitive, and, and to see people who want to reach out and help other people succeed, I believe this has always been my philosophy. If I succeed, we all succeed. You know, it, let's succeed as a group because we can help each other get to that next level. Um, Absolutely. So luckily my boyfriend, who is not as uh, my boyfriend owns the winery. Um, he's in a position and I am also in a position where we can help people. It is, it is competitive, but that's not why I got into this. I I'm on a different level and that doesn't mean higher or lower than people. I'm a different level than others as far as the wrestling business. So mm -hmm. Uh, if I can use my name to help get, you know, other people out there, if he can use his resources like his ring and uh, like his winery to do shows or something like that, we can do that because we can provide that. And of course we want to do that for our friends because we want to see them succeed too, because it trickles down. It really does. If they're successful, maybe they can help the next person. And, and so we're blessed to, to be in that position. 
hey, at the end of the day, I've always believed in the whole pay it forward type of thing because people are going to remember that. And when an opportunity comes up or someone says, oh, no, somebody got injured, who do we get a hold of? Oh, call Miranda. You know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, we put their names out there and and then they return the favor. They're like, hey, we put your name in with this promoter or tell them that you could do this. And so, it, yeah, you pay it forward and pay it back. Um, I was doing some research on you. And I think what's fascinating about you is you are naturally strong. Um, and, and I think it's, it's country strong. You know what I mean? It's like, the, right, yes. <laughs> it is, it is the real strong. It's not this gold's gym thing. Nothing against people go to the gym, but I mean, the things that you have done in your life, as far as working on the farms and doing all of that, I wouldn't last a day. I can just tell you that right now. Um, that is some of the hardest work I've had family, family members who've worked, uh, and done that kind of stuff. That's hard. That is hard, hard work. And that is more workout than you'll ever get. Uh, bench pressing or anything. So I, I've noticed that you just have this natural strength. And I think a lot of it is due to your experiences, but also you got some really strong genetics uh, that kind of passed down to you from from your dad. So tell us a little bit about what that was like growing up and, and just doing all different kinds of things as far as building up your endurance and your strength. Uh, so before wrestling, I, I lived on a ranch and we actually uh, rescued horses. That wasn't like a income or anything because you don't make an income doing that. Um, just like out of, you know, we had the resources to do it. We had the land um, and love for horses. And so we rescued horses from the kill pen and certain situations where people just couldn't provide for the horse anymore. And I think at one point we were up to like seven horses, horses which is a lot um, to take care of at one time. Some people do more. But there was just like two of us. So I did that and we took in all kinds of animals. Um, We had chickens, rabbits, ducks, uh, you know, dogs, cats, stuff like that. Uh, Cows at one time, someone needed to, you know, move their cows and we took care of cows. And so that requires obviously, you know, picking up feed bags and hay and uh, sometimes you got to wrestle a horse or a cow to get them where you need them, you know. So uh, you got to you got to be able to be a little mentally strong to get that done, and then be able to do stuff around the farm, and then uh, a strong heart, and to be able to deal with the health of the animals and stuff like that, and just see them in their worst because they do come from the kill pens in terrible condition. So, and obviously growing up, uh, I did get my dad's genetics, which has helped me because I kind of uh, stand out from all the other ladies, a uh, little, little more broad and, you know, a little more muscle and height. But I tell you what, you got the beauty and the muscle. I mean, it's, it's a combination of, of both things, which means that you, not only from a marketing standpoint, but from an attitude standpoint as well, I think that definitely raises you to the top of that list where promoters would want to go ahead and, and book you as well. I think that is, those are so many things that are going in, in your favor. Let me, um, let me throw this at you. I, like I said, doing my research, you also did martial arts growing up and you were also in ballet, which I found to be fascinating. So how did the martial arts thing come about? And do you think that'll ever be something that you'll, you'll work into it? Or do you think, well, something I did then, but this is a different journey now. Uh, I was I was pretty young when I did both of those things. Um, I enjoyed both. Uh, I did ballet when I was about five or six. Um, I enjoyed it then, but then uh, 
I don't remember. I think I watched like Karate Kid or something. I was like, oh, I want to I want to do that. And so my mom put us in Taekwondo, which is good. It's good to learn self-defense and stuff and stay active in something. And I really enjoy Taekwondo. I did that for a few years, too, along with my younger sister. Um, my dad would take us to that and he enjoyed coming to the competitions and stuff like that. And I also did swim team. I haven't, uh, I haven't really used any sort of Taekwondo techniques or even ballet techniques in my wrestling, but, um, you know, I, I've always stayed active, so it, it could have possibly shaped me as a young kid to where I am now, as far as athleticism. Well, there's so many people that you've actually already wrestled as well. Uh, Christy James, you had a match with as well. Um, you had a match with Jordan Grace. So you have definitely stepped in the ring with some people that we are are really familiar with. Let me ask you from this standpoint, um, with your training, how did you decide that you wanted to go into wrestling? Because from what I understand, it wasn't necessarily a, a foregone conclusion because, hey, dad did it, therefore... I'm going to do it. So how did you decide at some point, this is what I want to do? Well, it started off as just kind of like wanting to get out of the house. Mostly. Um, I, I had a promoter just always bugging me. Like, please come to the shows, please come to the shows. And uh, the Von Eric boys were at the show. And I'm like, I would really like to meet them, you know, and, and get to know them because obviously the family history and stuff. And so I went everyone was just incredibly nice and was excited. I was there and I'm like, I might do this again. And so I just started doing more. And I asked a friend, how do you start training? Like, how do you start that or whatever? And um, it's like, why don't you manage me and see if you even like being out in front of the crowd or doing any of it. And then, you know, I can hook you up with some local trainers. And I did, I was a manager for one of my friends, Randy Wayne for a while. And, uh, they gave me a spot where I got to punch somebody and like the crowd popped and I'm like, yes, I, I want to punch everyone. And so then I started, <laughs> I started uh, training after that, like just a couple weeks. And, you know, uh, that goes, I wanted to do local training because I have a daughter and I was married at the time and I didn't want to just immediately call uncle Michael and be like, I deserve a spot at NXT. I want WWE to train me. I wanted to make sure that first off, this was for me and that mm -hmm. I liked it. And so, you know, before I go move off to Florida or anything, I want to make sure that I was passionate about it, that my body could handle it, that it was even something that I wanted to spend time on. And I've prog progressed and gotten out there. And so it's just like, the more I, I keep, you know, the, the steam behind me, the more like the passion I get for it. And I've made a career at it for the last year and a half. Wow. That is, that's amazing. Um, was there ever any conversation uh, your dad shared with you about, Hey, don't get into this business or I'd like to see you. I know when I talked to Jerry and Mikey, um, they both have daughters and I've, it's coming from a different perspective in some ways. Cause obviously ECW uh, was, was stuff that sometimes they didn't even want their kids to watch. You know what I mean? So they, they were like, well, I would probably say no. Um, so was there anything that, you know, you had heard like your dad wanted you to or said it's up to you? Was there any type of conversations about the business and you or? No, I was quite young when he passed. I was 11. Um, but it's funny that you say that they wouldn't want you to watch because uh, we would watch him as kids. 
uh, and actually imitate what we saw. And so it's at one point he was like, okay, we're not going to watch it all the time. So we didn't, I mean, I, I would watch, you know, stuff in the attitude area of the nineties and stuff. But uh, a lot of times he's like, we're not going to watch this anymore tonight because we would go and bang our head on stuff or try and like, I have a sister <laughs> that, that uh, is a little bit younger than me. So we would try and wrestle each other and get hurt. And so um, there was a lot of times we didn't get to watch it. Um, but I did, uh, I remember texting my brother, I was at one of the shows that I was before I even started managing. And I was like, what would you think about me getting into wrestling? And he was just like, you know, the further up you get, the harder it gets and it is competition. And he's like, uh, you'll have a lot of fun doing the independent stuff. And then the higher up you get, the more business like it is. And he's like, I just, just letting you know, just so, you know, probably like if you're just thinking it's going to be fun, it's not just going to be fun. You're going to have to work. And sure. And I just kind of kept that in the back of my head. And, uh, you know, I hung out with him this weekend and every time, you know, we hang out and he gives me more information because he's done it. He's been there, done that. And so, you know, like this weekend we talked about his time in the WWE and he let me know how things work there. And so it was a lot of knowledge that I need to know if that's something that I want to go towards. Um, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no you're fine. Uh, Jersey devil has a great question. How much, well, and I think we kind of already kind of touched upon this influence. Did your brother uh, have um, with Jesse and Festus uh, on your decision of getting into wrestling? So it, it was very interesting. Cause I think you talked about this. You also talked about this with an interview with Hannibal, which I had a tremendous amount of respect for. So touch on a little bit about that as well. About like his career and influence. I mean, he, you know, uh, he's my older brother. He's 10 years older and, and he has helped me as much as he can in this. And uh, unfortunately we have not gotten to actually get in the ring together, but as far as everything that he can help me with outside of it, promos, uh, what I need to know, like the good and the bad in the business, what to expect from other people. And like I said, uh, his first warning was like, it's really fun to do it on the independence and do it on the weekends and stuff. If you want to do that. And he said, there's nothing wrong with that. And Michael told me the same thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being the weekend warrior and just doing it then. But the more you, you do it and the more you get involved with it, it, it turns into a business. It turns into a lot of hard work and they're right. And I've just kind of stuck by that. Uh, and it's been proven right. You know, uh, so so that, I guess that's how much influence he has had <laughs> to answer that question. Would you say in some ways looking at a wrestling career is different when you have a child versus if it was just you? Um, because obviously being away from home is a big thing. And being on the road, as you know, um, as your brother and your dad, I mean, it was they were gone. Um, very successful and did very well. However, there's a trade-off. So what do you think about that as far as time being away from home and how would something like that be managed? Do you think that would be something you'd manage pretty well? Um, I manage it very well, but I'm in a position that I have other people uh, like grandparents and stuff and uh, my child's dad that are more than willing to keep her when I'm traveling so uh, there's other people that are not in the same position. So I'm sure it is a struggle. And some people bring their kids to shows. Um, and that's fine. If they love it, that's totally fine. Like my dad used to bring my brother to shows. He went to tons of free birds, you know, events and, and to Japan and stuff with him. So obviously he got into it. 
So, uh, you know, maybe if you don't want them to be passionate about it, don't take them. But uh, I'm sure they fall in love with it uh, being there because it is it's exciting for kids. And I used to go to my dad's shows, too. Um, it was a little different because I was younger. Um, of course, I would be so upset if anything happened to my dad at a show. You know what I mean? You watch it as a kid, and you're like, that's my dad. Don't hurt him. So uh, I'm sure little kids feel that way, you know, but they also at the same time, if they win, the kids are super excited about it. Um, as far as being gone, uh, I as a kid, I, it was life. Like I was just like, oh, dad's at work. You know, it didn't really affect me growing up. I'm like, I wish my dad would, could have been there more, but I understand that he had a job to, you know, provide for us as kids. And like, we had a beautiful house and, you know, everything that we needed as kids. And that that's just what you got to do. That's your job. That's what you got to do. As far as my kiddo, she's taken care of. She thinks I'm Wonder Woman. Uh, she does get upset if I lose. Um, so she does it. <laughs> you know, or I get beat up or something. So uh, she doesn't enjoy the shows as much right now. But when she's there, she does get into it. But it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to travel for a lot of people and get away. And I think that can be a hindrance to a lot of people that they don't get out as much if they do have kiddos. But if you're kid free, you can go make all the towns and travel all the miles. So it does make a difference. So when it comes to, you know, matches, um, how many of your matches of your dad, and I'm sure you've probably watched a ton of them. Do you have any favorites that stand out to you that you just, you know, to this day, you're like, gosh, that, that was just, it, it's very special to you. Uh, any that stand out in particular, or maybe any events that you were at uh, live that just really stand out to you? Um, one that like, I always watch and like, I just love is uh, him at all Japan against Kenta Kobashi and, for some reason, I don't know, just like the back and forth and uh, there's a spot in there that like eh, the crowd goes nuts. It's like uh, Kenta's chopping and my dad just like steps out and looks at him like right in the face, like not today, you know, and so yes. uh, it just gives you like chills. And I, I like that one a lot. That's probably my favorite, which makes me want to meet Kenta really bad. I probably met him when I was young, but like I would like to re-meet him. That kind of segues me to to another question. So, when you were with your dad around um, the business early on as a kid, who did you who did you get to meet, or who did your dad introduce you to? Uh, anything that kind of like you were kind of starstruck in the beginning, or anybody you were like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" Um, any of those moments? Oh, like tons of them. Like my entire life, I've met you know most of like the WWF roster and. Um, People that he worked with, like on the, because he still uh, did, you know, independent stuff. He was traveling to Japan and we would have people at our house from Japan, like Masawa came and um, he was like Stan and uh, Terry Funk came up once. Um, those are just people that he worked with in Japan. But also when he did his little stint as the executioner in the WWF, um, people like Undertaker and Kane and um, China and, uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, anybody around that time, uh, as I got older, obviously like John Cena, Ric Flair, I've met, I've met tons of people. So uh, Owen Hart before he passed, um, oh gosh, you name it, I've probably met the big show, uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, so like, so Vince McMahon, everybody, like I could, I could go on forever. So can you, can you imagine Bam Bam, Terry Gordy, uh, Terry Funk, 
Um, who, who I'm trying to think, Stan Hansen, I'll show up at the door to take <laughs> Bam Bam's daughter on a date. Would you talk about it's pee pee pants time right there? Holy crap. I mean, those guys were just, they were the baddest of the baddest. Um, oh, yeah. and, and we're still talking about the matches they've had to this day because there's something about certain wrestlers that they just la- last the test, the test of time. And, you know, we are still talking about the UWF. We're still talking about the Freebirds. Um, and why? Because they're icons. Because what they did was so revolutionary and it changed the business so much. Do you ever feel like when you're in the business now that there is a certain level of pressure on you to kind of keep that torch going? Or do you feel like people are able to discern the difference between, hey, these are two different family members? Um, Or do you still feel like sometimes there might be some inherent pressures as well? Oh, certainly. Um, So I actually get this question a lot. Um, Being a second gen, it gets me recognized immediately. Like I stand out and just... I guess my persona also, you know, like the character and everything, it helps me stand out and people immediately think that uh, I've been doing this for a long time. It's like, oh, it's, it's Gordy's daughter. She's been doing it, you know, since forever, like 10 years or something. But uh, I haven't, I've, I've almost been doing this like two years. So not a long time for a wrestling career. But people just expect, you know, uh, great, great matches from me, just like, like I have a bet or something. And so that's unfortunately the thing about it. And a lot of fans want, you know, the free birds, they like the nostalgia of it. And so they're like, do the power bomb, do the spike. And, <laughs> and so, you know, they, they want to, I guess, relive that. And unfortunately it's not the same, right? You know, I'm not a six foot five tall, like bad dude. I'm, I'm a woman, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just, it, it reads different. Right. Uh, so um, we were smaller and it's just, it's just not the same and matches, even the psychology and stuff, the people, uh, the way people work is different these days. And the, so, so that's a little different too. Uh, the, what the free birds of the Von Erics did just basically brawled all the time. I, you can't do that now. You know, people don't have the storylines and they don't have a, uh, the fuse and they can't get the heat like that, like they used to. So it's different. I will. And, and because I'm starting so late in my career and I'm, my dad did it his whole life since he was 14. I will never live up to that. And like, I know that going into it, I knew like, I would just, it's not going to be the same. I might make it, you know, to the very, very top uh, WWE one day or, or wherever, but it's still not going to hold a candle to him because he was born for wrestling and his passion just absolutely outweighs a lot of people's and a lot of people can't hold a candle to that, even myself. And it's got to be hard too. like I said, for second gens. I mean, I think in an interview had mentioned uh, Rachel Ellering. Um, she's obviously a second gen and then Brian Pillman Jr. is a second gen and the list goes on and on and on. And you often wonder you know, these individuals come into the business already with this name. And I feel like fans have, and you touched upon this, almost an unrealistic expectation. They almost automatically think you're going to go right into that. You are part, you're an extension of that click. And then you're going to do everything they did and everybody's going to be, but they need to respect the fact that you are your own wrestler. You are your own, you're 
you know, paving your own way and that people need to respect that as well. And as much as they loved act one, uh, stick around for act two, because act two is going to be pretty damn special as well in its own way. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I think I'm bringing, you know, something different. Like I am a woman. So, you know, we've seen two Gordy guys. So now, you know, I'm diving into the, the women's, you know, leagues and it's stuff. Time. So, yeah, absolutely. And the, the women's evolution is on the rise. Like now is the time for women. They're up, at, you know, they're coming up and like they got a lot of steam behind them. So I think this is a great time for me to be in it. And it's something different, a Gordy girl. So it's different. No, I am 100% with you. Uh, it's funny you talked about the the women in wrestling today. Well, I know women's wrestling has gotten much, much more popular. And unfortunately, it's it's come way too late. Uh, women have been doing amazing things in wrestling, and I feel like they've been overshadowed for many years. And I loved the fact that TNA really started to push the, the women really hard, and then WWE is pushing the women hard. Over in Japan, the women are really, really great, and they the fans respect that. Why do you think it's taken so long for the women to really catch fire? Do you feel like it's just the fans' mindset has always been the dudes, the dudes, the dudes, and then there was never enough mixture in with the women but now they are realizing that the women are on the same level, if not higher. Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's a social thing. Um, that's just how, you know, society is right now. Just, and I think uh, with feminism on the rise and stuff like that, and women wanting to be seen as equal, uh, they're proving it. So they're proving that they can be competitive and athletic too. And not just like uh not sexy and, and, you know, panties and bra and boobs and butt, they can actually be athletes. And um, still to this day, uh, men are held in a higher regard, but women just aren't built that way, unfortunately. Um, now there's some women that are, but seeing two men, two like large athletic men go at it is uh, just on a different level that women aren't now women are proving, like you said, that they can hold their own in a different way. So uh, it's just, it's just different. And I like I, the fact that people are respecting it and we're, we're being just as entertaining and competitive as the guys though. It's just a little different. It's just women. Well, and once again, different isn't bad at all. Different is different and you yeah. need different because if you get fed the same meal every single day, it's going to get old. You need variety. Uh, you need the different mixtures of personalities, the different wrestling styles. Um, and, and there are some wrestling fans who just gravitate to the women's style more because they do seem very technically sound. And they're very crisp with their moves as well. It's my dad always said he loved watching women's basketball more than men's because he said the women actually execute the plays. There, there's no, there's no hot dogging with it. And, you know, when you watch some of the men's basketball, it's, Hey, it's me, 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 you know, let me go ahead and do my strut after I make my shot. And the women didn't have that. And I think, like you said before, it's a nice equal balance. So fans can see both sides of the spectrum. Um, is there anybody so far out there, and I know the list is probably long, who would you like to work with or who would you like to wrestle? Anyone that pops into mind? Like I said, I know you've, you've had a lot of matches already with people that we've, we've seen. Um, anybody that stands out, you're like, you know what? I think I'd like to mix it up with this person. 
Um, actually, uh, after this weekend, so I was at a show, the Four Horsemen were there and uh, Tolly was there. And so I was like, you know, I would like to have a match with Tessa. I think that would be a great second gen match. So I think that's someone hopefully down the road I can look forward to. Obviously, Charlotte Flair, I think she's just the best. And so I would like to have a match with her maybe one day if she doesn't retire, do you know, do something else in, in the meantime. Um, but I'm always, uh, oh, a couple other people, I guess, uh, I train, I used to train with Ember Moon. So, yes. uh, yeah, I would love to just have a match with her cause it would be cool to be like, oh, I train with this person. I'd love to have a match with them. The same with the, the new, uh, NXT or, uh, Zoe Starks. Yes. She, yes. Teresa is her real name. Um, she was there in my first bump. She helped me for like the first six or seven months of my training. So to actually like have a match with her would be awesome. Like it, that would probably, I would say her the most just so she can see my progress. Cause I know she's proud of me now, but, and we're friends or whatever, but just to be able to like, Hey, this is what I did. And you helped get me here. I think she would be like number one on my list. Speaking of Ember Moon, and, and I know you probably come across this, has anybody ever given you some tips or some advice or, um, I, and like I, I know you work with Jordan Grace and she's been very successful. And is there anybody that's ever pulled you aside and said, hey, you know, you've got all the physical attributes, you got the look, all of that stuff. Anybody say anything like, hey, remember this or always remember FYI. Has anybody ever said that to you so far in your career? Oh, every show, every, after every match and like, but that's what needs to happen. Uh, I, people watch my matches like that's like a uh, jazz, uh, absolutely always critiques me. I'm very blessed to have people like Malaya Osaka, who's like a 30 year vet. She's been doing this for a very long time. Uh, a lot of the women and they'll help me. Uh, I got to work with Bambi uh, this past, she was a special guest referee for my, so all these women that have been doing it just forever. They like, hey, this is how you can, this was good, but this is how you can make it better. And that's, I love that because that's exactly what I need. So every show, uh, and, and it could be guys too, like men, which is great to know, you know, from them as well. Uh, they were like, that was good or uh, let's work on this. So every show I'll get someone that's been doing this. It's obviously, you know, their opinions worth listening to. Like, this is how you can make this thing better. So try this next time. So, and I always appreciate the feedback because that's how you get better. Absolutely. Um, outside of the in-ring work, which is, gosh, that's enough. What would you say as far as talking on the microphone and, and promos and whatnot? Uh, were you big on public speaking prior to getting into wrestling? Um, obviously, was that something that, you know, my wife often uses this phrase and she'll kill me if she hears me, but she'll say, you know, in our family, uh, you had to shout to, to be heard. <laughs> um, but was that the kind of the case in your family? I mean, being the, the Gordy girl, you had to, you had to hold your own and speak up. I am not a natural talker, believe it or not. I'm just, I'm more introverted. Um, so promos and stuff is very new to me. And that's probably my, I guess, biggest, uh, thing that I'm working on now is promos and, so when I spent time with Michael this past weekend on my dad's birthday, that's what we worked on because he's like the promo guy, you know? <laughs> so, so getting that, getting the opportunity to work with him, um, I just, just uh, having dinner with him 
was like I soaked up so much information as far as, uh, you know, the stuff that I need to know to cut a good promo. But I'm not like that. That's what I have the most to work on. Honest, to be totally honest about it. I'm not a natural talker. So with every show, uh, I'm going to start getting more out there. So hopefully I can develop that uh, talent, you know, get, uh, moving forward. Yeah, that to me would always seem like that would be one of the hardest things, too, because I think when you're performing and, and Jerry's even told me this, um, I'm a quiet guy. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck would say, yeah, I'm a quiet guy in my personal life. And to hear this from from wrestlers, you would think, wait a minute, what? And it takes you back for a second, but you have to realize that it takes time. If it's not naturally in your instinct to be, you know, a talker and, and let me say my piece, it can be a very difficult thing. And not only to get started, but then to, you know, kind of carve it into what you want it to be. Um, are there any promos that that you've heard over the time, over the years that you were like, man, that's a really, really good one. Or man, that that came over well. Well, I, anybody that's talking <laughs> really, uh, cause I'm not an, as I'm like, Oh wow. They're doing such a great job. Um, I obviously watch a lot of my dad's promos and I think it's great. Uh, they're always my favorite. Cause I just like to hear him talk cause it, he's got, you know, the unique voice, like, you know, immediately it's Terry Gordy, but he also says some of the like craziest stuff. Like <laughs> it's like, that, you know, like a, a, obviously the, the most infamous one would be the van promo. And he just, you know, he's going off and he, you know, does a little tantrum on the ground. And it's just, it makes it so great because uh, he's like a big toddler or something. So, you know, so watching, watching his promos are probably my favorite. It's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, he was your father. But I feel like when you're a hardcore wrestling fan, he's part of all of our family. Um, I watched him growing up and, and it meant a lot to me. So... I think the other thing that makes it very, very special is there's videos and there's matches and there's promos. So, you know, your dad is with us in spirit, but he's also constantly on either the TV or YouTube or DVDs where the voice is never gone. The, the message is never gone. Um, you know, it's just put on hold for right now, but I think it's, it's pretty special to be able to look back and be like, wow, that stuff it still stands the test of time. It is still a damn good promo. It's still a damn good match. And like I said, that's why we talk about them. I mean, if it wasn't, we would have moved on. But we can't get away from the way things were in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. It was just such a unique time to be in wrestling. Um, any promotions that, that you like working with? Uh, I know Black Label Pro. Um, there is Rockstar Pro uh, here in Ohio as well. There's a ton of different places. Any places that you really like to, when you get a chance, head back there? Uh, so my home promotion right now is SWE, and that's kind of like what I plan on, uh, if I can, just take it as high as, as I can, you know, in my ability to take it. Um, that's my main focus right now, and they have a lot of steam behind them. Um, any promotion that I work for, I, you know, I have yet to have a bad experience anywhere. And so um, anywhere that's willing to have me, uh, USA is another one. I'm the women's champ there and, and uh, Texoma Pro. Those are kind of my main three, like ones that I focus on. Um, as far as anywhere, like I'd love to get to the Chicago area. I'd love to get uh, to the New England area. Uh, I'm getting more out to the East Coast. 
Uh, and uh, I'd love to hit the West Coast as well. Anywhere, like I'm, I'm only a year and a half in this, so I have so much of the, the states and even internationally that I need to get, um, you know, under my belt. So just that that's the goal right now. Uh, if I, you know, don't get to the WWE or get signed somewhere else, then just, you know, hit all 50 states and then start traveling internationally and hit as many countries as I can before, you know, I can't anymore. We know some people up at AAW uh, Pro Wrestling up in Chicago. Danny Daniels, former ECW referee, is is up there. And uh, I think it would be amazing for you to, to be up there as well. So we might have to put something in somebody's ear to get uh, get the Gordy girl up there. I think that would be pretty special. Absolutely. And when I do, I can bring a, a special guest. Uh, Buddy Robert's son happens to live in the area. So uh, Whoa. Yeah, so I know if I ever am in the Chicago area, I could probably bring another Freebird with me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> see, see how wonderful things just meld together. Oh, we yeah. sit here, we talk, we're solving wrestling problems, we're booking things all over the place. Um, Miranda, I know your your time is 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 precious, so I won't take up too much more. But let me ask you this: as far as as your dad is concerned, what would he say right now? Uh, as far as your wrestling career is right now, I know he'd be very proud of you, but if he would say, darling, work on this, what would he say? What would he say? Work on. Uh, what would he say? Work on? Well, uh, ultimately I think he would just want me to be happy. Nice. Um, I think that he would do the same. If he could watch every match, he'd tell me exactly what I need to do. Um, you know, just work on promos, work on talking and uh, just work on, being uh, Gordy, you know, just work on getting myself better and, and become more and more passionate about it and work on putting the reps in. This is so. what I, this is what I love about doing these interviews is you get to meet amazing, amazing people and you personify that. And it's so exciting and it's so neat to see you uh, at the beginning of your career and, and doing so well so far for yourself. And, um, where can people follow you? Where can people get a hold of you? Um, what social media platforms are you on? I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, like all those places. You can find me under Miranda Gordy. Like literally, <laughs> I don't have any crazy name. I, that's my birth name, just Miranda Gordy, just like my dad did. So any of those social media platforms, you can find me. That's awesome. Now, do you do TikTok as well? I don't. I should. But uh, I have not ventured into TikTok yet, but I'm going to think about it. <laughs> I, I, I was on, oh, I wasn't on TikTok, but I was looking at TikTok. It, it seems like it's a lot of the dance steps. And I, yeah. I, I look at that and I'm like, I'm not qualified to be on this app. Like uh, right now, I'm not qualified. Like they're doing all these steps and then all of a sudden it just turns into this big choreography thing. And I'm like, I didn't realize there was a prerequisite to have talent to be on. I'm out. Yeah, right. That, and that's the reason I've done it. It's like, I'm, I'm probably not going to do any dances unless it's super simple. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's the biggest reason I have not joined TikTok, but it looks fun. And kudos to all those people that are, you know, putting themselves out there and making cute videos. I'm entertained by it. So kudos to them. I'm going to ask you a question that uh, one of my colleagues always loves to ask. It's called the, the <laughs> this is for you, Rit, the, the hot tub time machine question. So, all right, Miranda, if you in the history of wrestling um, could take someone out of a match 
and you get put into that match, what match would that be? Oh, oh my gosh. That's a hard one. Um, maybe, I don't know. Anyone against China, like I would totally replace myself because I would love to have worked with her. I thought she was great. She was like, as far as women, she was like my idol uh, growing up. So I'd take anyone that, that wrestled her and I'd put myself in their position. <laughs> well, I think you would do well in any match with anybody. Um, we are going to be 100% behind you and supporting you all the way. Guys, please go to Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm going to go ahead and post all of this stuff on uh, on Twitter is where where you can get a hold of Miranda, follow her, buy her merchandise, and also if you have a promotion in your area that you would like to see Miranda Gordy in, you need to go ahead and you need to tag them. You need to tag Miranda as well, and you need to tell them this is what you want to see because guess what? Voices of the people get things done. Uh, yes, that has gotten me further than anything. People requesting me at uh, different shows, and I'm always willing to travel. This is what I do now. So I'm open and I'm always open to new places just, you know, for the fact that I get to see a new place, but also I get to wrestle in front of new people. So I'm always down to travel. That's awesome. Miranda, we have had a great time. We thank you for, for getting a portion of your evening with us. Is there any chance we could twist your arm to come back again? Oh, absolutely. Anytime. So All thank right. you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so very much. We'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. That is Miranda Gordy. Uh, amazing. Uh, her and I talked back and forth uh, on Twitter. I don't know why I can't talk well tonight. Twitter. And just one of the kindest people. Um, just so gracious and got back to me. And I love to see people succeed. And I love to see her succeed. And she's got the lineage. She's got the heart and the passion for this industry. And that's what you got to have. You gotta have that. And she's got a great smile. And I don't know, you just always want to pull for people like that. And I'm very, very excited and very grateful that she took time to to speak with us. I have no doubt that she, I'm calling this right now, 957 on 427, 2021. She will be a Hall of Famer. Mark it down. Father, daughter, Hall of Fame combo. Just saying. I know these things. Guys, don't go anywhere when we come back from this short break. We got the six-pack of questions for our panel. Oh, boy, and are these doozies this week? I went ahead and I made sure that I picked some really good ones. And then we're also going to be playing a game called Grade That Promo. It's going to be a promo that I've dug up from the archives. And when I say dug up, I had to blow some of the cobwebs off of these things. So don't go anywhere. We're going to stop out, and we'll be right back. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me.
too sexy for your party, no way. I am disco dancing. I'm a model, you know what I mean. And I do my little turn on the cowwalk. Yeah, on the cowwalk. On the cowwalk, yeah. I do my little turn on the cowwalk. We are back. It is Tuesday night. This is Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland. I do want to thank you for tuning in this week, as always. I just wanted to recap the interview we did with Miranda Gordy uh, just a few moments ago. Great interview. If you didn't get a chance to catch that, once this episode is over, this will be posted uh, to Twitch, and you'll be able to go ahead and check it out on the replay. It's so exciting to be able to talk to different people, and, and I think I've had... I've had the luxury of being able to talk to a lot of different people uh, in wrestling. And a lot of it is because of the people that I've come in contact with that have afforded me these opportunities. And, and I don't forget that either. Um, I'm just a Joe Schmo. And, uh, but I'm a, I like to think I'm a hardworking Joe Schmo who likes to, you know, do the best that he can to, uh, to get to know people. And it's so fun and so exciting when you get to talk to these people, these different wrestlers and to hear their stories and Miranda's, is no different. So very, very exciting. All right. So it is panel time. It is time to bring in our esteemed panel of wrestling minds who will be joining me this week. The first one is going to be a man we've talked to before. Uh, He is a current professional wrestler. He's given his insight and takes on the industry itself. Moondog Greg Murray. What is going on, buddy? Welcome back. It's been too long. A little tipsy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there is nothing wrong with that, my friend. By the way, by the way, let's look at cups. Do you have one of these cups? Is that what you got? Look at that. Look at that. And uh, after my heart, this is why we love you. This is why we love you. How you been? I've been great. Fucking, uh, I got a big show this Saturday. 
Nice. Uh, uh, we'll get a big show this Saturday and uh, looking forward to that and just living the best life I can as a hairstylist slash pro wrestler. Well, I... Uh, bandage. <laughs> oh, no. Was there a... Did you get hard weight in the studio or what happened here? Pretty much. Like, literally fucking... I, I always snip myself with the scissors, cutting hair. I'll just be cutting hair too fast. I'll say, oop, there goes the knuckle. Okay, I just, I'll be right back. And I just tape it up and then I come back and finish you just, the haircut. Just sabu that shit and keep on going, right? You just yeah. get used to it after a while, you know? Wow. Well, you look fantastic. And that beard is... Uh, you got to tell me. You got to tell me if, if I'm not cool anymore. Can I still say on fleek? Can I do that? Is that still? It's pretty on fleek. Though, it, it, it's, it looks a lot better when it hasn't been in a mask for eight hours. So, you know. <laughs> this mask stuff, I think you would agree. This this stuff needs to officially go. Yeah, you know. I mean. What are you going to do? I've been doing it for a year now. So, like, I'm just so used to it and so numb to the this mask stuff. Because, like, every other client will ask me about the mask. Oh, how's it like working in the mask? I'm just like. <laughs> So I, it's like I've had this conversation a million goddamn times. I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna, gonna do? To or else you go nuts if you don't get used to it. You, you, I mean, you have to adapt. You absolutely have to adapt, and you have to change. And if you don't, then it's just gonna drive you crazy. So, so tell us about the big show that's gonna come up on Saturday. Uh, Premier Pro Wrestling presents Fortitude uh, this Saturday in Woodstock, Illinois, which is about an hour from Chicago, not too far of a drive. Nice. Uh, hour, hour and a half if you're in the Chicago area. Uh, I am going to most likely be in a tag match with my new tag partner, the American Beard. Um, nice. Me and him uh, formed a team not too long ago. And uh, uh, what was it? So last week we defeated two Japanese guys. And then the last Saturday we defeated two Russian guys. Oh, so, wow. We're making, we're ma- we, we've been uh, trying to figure out, I was like, I wonder who, who our opponents are going to be this Saturday. And I, I, my bet is on South African. His bet is on uh, North <laughs> Korean. Well, somebody, but we're going to represent America this Saturday. It's going to be great. Dude, that's awesome. So excited for you. We're going to go ahead and, and before the show's over, I'm going to put that information up where people can go ahead and find that. And if they're in the area where they can buy tickets as well. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Let's also bring in, he is a leader of the Mike World Order. He is Mike Cook. He's always joining us. He is the host of the NWO podcast. Let's bring him in right now. Mike Cook, looking sexy as ever. Here he is, back again, live and in living color for another week. How you doing, buddy? Beautiful man. Oh, man. Thank (laughs) Thank you. Um, You know, things have been going well. Also, uh... You missed out on one hell of an episode last week, Freeman. That's that's all I can say. It's on Twitch. Don't worry. It's going to be on Spotify. I am behind on posting my episodes on Spotify. But last week's episode, for those who don't know, is pretty much uh, I had former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Craig Classic. He is a real close friend of mine. We've known each other for a little over a decade Um and we mentioned, you know, some few funny stories about his time in Japan for Zero One, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, stuff like that. Uh, he does, he's eager of coming back on future episodes. So there'll probably be another part two where we'll probably mention some of the funny things like uh, how I had to help get him back to uh, America from Japan. Oh, wow. And, yeah. <laughs> like I said, Freeland, whenever you get a chance, 
Um, check out last week's episode. Um, there'll be a new episode tomorrow night. I'm still figuring out a topic. I don't know. I might just wing it, shoot shit, and just uh, freestyle it as I typically do. It all works out in my favor anyways, because when you're Mike Eunuch and the leader of the Mike World Order, you always have two options. So since you're new on the show, well, new to me, we're going to do a little survey as always. Oh, it's survey time. It's survey time. Is everybody ready? Here we hey. go. Hey, uh, <laughs> did y'all come out here to listen to FRM? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Not 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 this guy. Not this Hammenegger here. Hell yeah. Or did y'all come out here to listen to the MWO? It's just too sweet. <laughs> Survey says one more for the Mike guys. That's right. That's right. Speaking of Mike guys, did you just see that thing that I just held up, that really sweet shirt? Mike, where can they go if they would like to get Mike World Order merch? So to purchase Mike World Order merchandise, you would have to go to tinyurl.com slash MWO merch. A uh, new shirt coming in soon, Mike Buddy, based off of a custom version of me that was made into a wrestling buddy for my niece's uh, one-year birthday. That's um, awesome. And uh, recently, I and I'm going to post it on Instagram. Recently, there was a video that my mom sent me of her beating the shit out of him. Talking about some, yeah, beat up your Uncle Mike for me. Whoa. Wow. Duplexing him around, headbutting him. She'll give him a kiss afterwards, but then she'll continue. <laughs> like, she got this baby's a year old, and she's got like my wrestling buddy in an arm lock. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all about to see the main event of WrestleMania in like the next 20 years. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. That's insane. I'm a proud uncle. What can I say? Well, I mean, in, 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 in catch Moondog up on this thing here because. Moondog, I don't know if you if you are aware of this, but Mike actually has not only his own wrestling buddy, which I've seen pictures of these. It is spot on, like no joke. That's the awesome. craftsmanship is ridiculously good. It's actually better than the Tonka ones. Um, and he also has his own action figure as well, his own LJN. If you remember the old school LJN, oh shit, yeah. he's got his yeah. own LJN. This guy literally, and he's got merchandise. He's got T-shirts. He's got thongs, which I may purchase one. Uh, he's got everything here. So once again, that is tiny URL forward slash microworldorder. MWO merch. MWO also, merch. Uh, also want to add in, not trying to hijack your show. No. I also want to give a shout out to a friend of mine um, in the Springfield, Virginia area, Stephen Dotson. He recently... And we've, he's the first friend I made when I moved to Virginia. But today he sent me a link and he's like, dude, you got a moment, you got to check it out. Cause I don't have service where I work at. So after I got off work and I saw it, this dude sent me an actual, um, it was a clip from Mark Henry. Wow. 
and it was Mark Henry congratulating me on my new job. Oh wow! Oh, that's awesome. And my name and everything. Wow, that Blue is. Mark, I was dude, in tears. That is friendship right there. Yeah, that's badass. That is super super cool, dude. Now, where can people find your buddy at uh, online and on uh, social media? Where can they find him if they'd like to chat with him? He's on Facebook. He don't really do social media like that. He, he's old school. Like he's he's pretty much the old school skater type from you know Northern Virginia. He just likes to do his own thing. Now, ladies, he is single. You can find yeah. him. At <laughs> he's he's on my friends list. Um, he's he's one hell of a guy. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Tremendous, tremendous. And that's what friendship really is. You know what I mean? When when people go out of their way to support other people. Very cool. Very cool. Let's uh let's bring another guy into the fold here. And uh he he is the man that uh you know what? Let's just be honest. He parties like it's nineteen ninety nine. And uh he went to he trained at the wrestling school or was going to before the wrestling <laughs> business went to shit. He went where the bushwhackers trained and uh, evidently Iron Mike Sharp as well. Let's bring him in right now, live from his garage. It is going to be Liam. Don't call me Macho Savage. What is up, buddy? What is hey, what going on? Hey, what year was it, man? Oh, <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Anyways, my fucking Wi-Fi is shit. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the Facebook uh, ad, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Hey, that's hey. when I uh, had an actual connection. Right now, it's not fucking working, and I don't know if I'm going to be booted off or fucking not. But I'm pissed off. He's pissed. He's very. How are you, everybody? He's angry. Mine crashed too during the interview, so I was like, no. no. Uh, He's angry, y'all. What's going to happen? So, yeah. <laughs> So you're here. It's good to see you. Uh, what is your? Well, I was talking to uh, Moondog. What is the beverage of choice, Moondog? What, what are you having again in your NXT cup? Bacardi and Coke, because I like it in the ass. Bacardi and Coke. <laughs> you like it in the ass. I wow. love it. Bacardi and Coke, my friend. That yeah. is a winner. Chicken dinner. Where That's did Mike? What where did my? Yeah, hey, you know what? I like it my way. And Mike's really uh, sure doing something uh, kinky in the background there. I, I think, think he's I doing. Is he doing something with pancake batter? No. Uh, oh, he's again. getting himself a Powerade. Oh, it's blue pancake batter. Very blue good. Blue pancake. Ooh, that's right. I get the zero I, sugar. Well, you know what? You only go around once. I'm I'm drinking the regular shit. I don't care. I tell you what, I went up a cup size in the last two months, but I'm okay with that. You know why? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Because I still got a training bra. I'm fine. Yes. I mean, we do have Mike World Order uh, bikini tops coming this summer. Ooh. Ooh. May need to buy bikini. one. I, I might have to buy two, to be honest with you, if I'm uh, if I'm that stacked, jacked, and packed. Oh, oh man. Yeah, we'll, have your, we'll have your size. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what did you walk into, Liam Savage? I tell you what, it's, I don't uh, fucking know. It started it started earlier today when I call when I tried to call you. No, don't go into this. Oh, I, I might have to. Oh, so okay. I yeah, so I, I make a point to say to Freeland, I'm like, hey, got a couple of questions for you. You know, let me just give you a phone call, right? So he and I texted that to him and he's like, Okay. So what does he do? He puts in his phone number on the text. <laughs> 
<laughs> the phone number, which I am texting him at, he managed to send it right back to me, and I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing here, dude? I've been texting at this number the whole fucking time I've had it. Yeah. That was kind Kids. of that was kind of that was kind of stupid. That was kind of stupid. I mean, I'll admit that. I'll admit that. That's what you want. You got to figure yourself out, man. Like I can't do it for you. No, I know. I got I got to get my shit together. I you know what? Sometimes, I know. Sometimes I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm just I'm just walking oh. around. Just walking around. Fuck, but, you need um, me as your life coach or something? Like what? I, I would. I really would. No, I think you wouldn't. You would make, no, I, I think you would make a good life coach. I, I can really barely do. even. I can barely even live my own life. Like, do you think you want me directing yours? I, but you wouldn't have to worry about yours. You could just worry about mine. And then Mike, well, Mike. Here's what I uh, think would happen if I was a single man. Liam could be my life coach. Mike could be my dating coach. He could tell me all I need about women, and then I could talk to Moondog about pro wrestling, and he could train me. And see, I would have all sectors of my life coming together perfectly. Just perfect. Yeah. Unfortunately, right now I wear footy pajamas. Uh, I got a uh, double D chest size. I watch me TV, and I usually go to bed around nine. And that's oh, what I God. do. By the way, the show better end early because Bob Newhart marathon is coming on. So, fuck How yeah. How old are you? <laughs> old, Greg. I'm old. Mike's showing his cup size right now. Yeah, check. It no, out. Mike is Mike. Mike is Mike is stacked. Mike, look at look, Mike. He's got the traps and he's doing all the flexing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mike's got traps. I got back flaps is what I have. So I got I got a little of both. Okay. I've heard enough. I got that muscle fluff. Like muscle much fluff? Of, oh, I love it. What, yeah, was that's the what, <laughs> what was the comedian that talked about fl uh, fluff, fluffy uh, Gabriel Iglesias? Gabriel Iglesias. Love that man. Oh, love great. that man. So how how has your day been, and, and what are you drinking right now, buddy? Are you drinking some iced tea over there in your garage? No, no. What this you, is what a is man's that? drink. It's called Octopus Wants to Fight. It's an IPA. Octopus Wants to Fight. He's got boxing gloves. Yeah, see, isn't that great? Yay. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. By the way, I can look directly right into your neighbor's window right now. I hope that's not a bathroom. <laughs> that's uh, that's the back window to my yard, dipshit. Anyways, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, now you do. Oh god! Oh, look, now there's a guy in a trench coat staring at you. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, at least he'll get a show, I guess. Right? <laughs> I don't know what kind of show. Fucking weird one, but anyways. There's a there's a white van off the side. Oh man. So a lot of things going on. So I'm going to go around the horn here real quick. I'm going to first ask Greg. Greg, what is the big thing that, that has stood out in your mind in the last week when it comes to pro wrestling? Has there been any one uh, topic or issue or anything that you're like, wow, this has really been on the forefront of my mind? Uh, Kenny's Kenny's win from Impact. That's definitely oh, made the rounds. Hold on. I'm going to need you to repeat that one more time, Greg. Kenny Who's Omega's that? win. That's definitely made the rounds. Kenny Omega, baby. He's the greatest pro wrestler to ever live. Better than Luthez. Better than Harley Race. Better oh. than anyone. That's some hot takes there, Mike. Vern Gagne. Gotch. He's, he's not better than Ultimo Dragon. Remember that. He is, he is, he is the best. He is. Remember. Remember. Kenny Omega held four world titles at one time. Ultimo Dragon held 10 
different world titles at the same time. Well, did weren't some of those like collective? Like, weren't those like you uh, like tied in together? So eight of them were the eight of them were the J Crown, which was eight of the top international junior heavyweight, light heavyweight, cruiserweight titles. Right. Could name some: the World International Junior, the NWA Light Heavyweight, the IWGP Junior, the British Commonwealth Title that was originally used in Stampede with Bret Hart and Dynamite Kid. So you had those eight, right? Then you also had the NWA World Light Heavyweight title he had. And then number 10 was the WCW World Cruiserweight title. So, and he won it on a bigger platform than Kenny Omega. So suck it, Freeland. Oh, I can't even believe that. See, we're good friends. And now you're just trying to tell me to suck it. And I, you know. Well, that's a good friend. What friend doesn't tell you to suck his dick? You know? If your friend doesn't tell you to suck his dick, you know, that's not a friend. Mic trigger. (laughs) Damn. Wow. Wow. Let's bring Oh man, I tell you what. Oh, the rails, they're gone. Uh hey, we got our friend back. We do. Hey, He's back. Back, I thought oh, Freeland booted you. Whoa, now that's not accurate. Uncle Freeland did not boot anybody yet. Okay. However, yes. hey, hey, where, where, where's not the yet. uh where's the writ? Where's the writ? Who can tell me where the writ is? Uh, so he's preparing for his title match at WrestleMania Backlash. So they're ca- they're calling it WrestleMania Backlash now. I was just about to ask that. I was like, is that really what is, that, yeah. is that the thing now? Oof. Yeah, it's, it's. But you know what? It kind of reminds me of 1994 when they did the WrestleMania 10 Revenge Tour, which ended with like a super show at MSG. Interesting. Whenever I hear a backlash, I think of backwash, and I just get really nauseous. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I just do. It just bothers me. It just makes Goodness you feel a little, a little dirty. It, <laughs> <laughs> you, I feel dirty all the time, though. So <laughs> <laughs> you lowered your voice a few octaves on that one, Mike. I can tell you kind of enjoyed that one. And I'm telling you right now, we better get a pancake batter reference in the next hour, or I'm going to be extremely disappointed. And you better. You, Here's what you're going to do. We're going to do this. Mike Cook each week is going to have to incorporate something sexy, a sexy promo from Mike Cook, and we get to tell him three things that he has to include in that sexy promo. What do you think about that? No. Oh, yeah. You should just let me keep doing the pancake batter reference because it works. You know, she, she, it, w- w- one phrase was she's thicker than maple syrup tapped in February. Now that, no, my no, friends, no, no, no. I thought she's, that was, she's no, she's thick like cold maple syrup. Cold maple syrup. Look, February's cold. No, but it's still cold maple syrup. Like that's what I was thinking the other day when I was paying attention to NXT last week, right? So hopefully Raquel's not listening. But so I was checking out Indy Hartwell, right? And I was like, okay, Australian, tall. <laughs> Here we go. I was like, man. <laughs> she was stacked like, you know what I'm saying? Was she, was she stacked like uh, little silver dollar hotcakes? No, man. But uh, I'll tell you what. 
the bun stood out like a pretzel bun from Wendy's, yo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Pretzel bun oh, from Wendy's. Yes. Yes. Stood out like a pretzel bun from Wendy's, man. She's not thick like pancake batter, but she's like, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I, you know, I don't know really what to say. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind no. of at a lot. I'm at a loss for words here. I mean, I've never heard of anybody like compared to. Uh, <laughs> did you say? Did you say her? Well, hold on a second. <laughs> what? How did you compare her to funnel cake? I said her personality seems sweet like a funnel cake. Oh, well, that's actually the nicest thing you've said about her so far. Okay, smooth. Nice. I like Hold that. On. So her buns being compared to a Wendy's pretzel bun. Dude, when you eat those pretzel buns, you don't want a regular bun from the sandwich. No, you want you the pretzel bun. Okay. Ever since I tried the pretzel bun, I look forward to it. Okay. That's life. It's warm. It's round and it tastes good. Okay. Who wouldn't want that for you? I mean, I like, I, I mean, I, I, I like what. Oh my God! I like I like I like pretzel buns. Those are for, I am blushing. I tell you what, because it's shining off. It's shining off my obnoxious forehead. But before I get myself horny, before I, before I get myself into any more trouble, I think we need to. I think we need to bring in uh, the man who's the realest man in the room. Oh shit! Here we go. This fucking guy. You ready for him? Look at this sexy bitch. <laughs> what did he say? Oh my god. I remember when Enzo was so cool. Man, that makes me kind of sad. How is everybody? Oh, it is it is so good to see you. It's Logan Slater. Order entertain yes. in the house. How's life been treating you, my friend, since last week? Dude, week? I am so hooked on your show, by the way. Oh, really? Thank Have you, his calling of matches, is that not the best uh, commentary you've ever heard? Aside from me, yes. It's so good. It literally, <laughs> yes. I, I literally think, battle, I we? think it is, I think it is the best. And uh, why you I are, why you are not with a promotion, no bullshit, no joke, no haha. I, I don't understand because it is so good it, it is i, 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 I agree. had a few promotions out here uh one called heavy metal wrestling nice Ooh. it has Ooh. the likes of donovan danhausen has gone through it aj styles kevin steen wow they promote some uh ultra violence in their promotion oh shit mm. wow. and so you could just hear me as someone goes through some light tubes oh my god when I watched when I watched you had uh, NXT one night, mm -hmm. I literally had more fun watching that episode, those matches than I was watching regular TV, <laughs> just because the matches were good. Uh, were you controlling and calling at the same time, or what? Yes, that the matches were fantastic. You 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 booked that shit, and that shit was amazing. Um, I don't book any of the shows actually. Well, wait a minute. Uh, who who's playing against you then? Well, I mean, I play the matches out. Yes. But everybody who plans the matches, I have nothing to do with. We have our respective GMs. And they oh, just wow. show me what they got. And I'm like, if it looks good, I'll be like, oh, yeah. 
That looks pretty wow. good. Oh, yeah, we're giving away a, a pay-per-view match for free. That's awesome. All right, we're good. Wow. Well, I tell you what. Tell people where they can find you and watch matches and hear your color commentary and your play-by-play because it's the real deal. You can check out Order Entertainment at Order Entertain at twitch.tv slash Order Entertain 2020. And all you got to do is click on our video on demand. Well, I tell you what, you do an amazing job. And here I am. I also want to bring in somebody else into the show. Uh, he, he is a very important man, and he means something very much to me. So right now, I'm going to bring him in because you know what? If I don't bring him in now, it's already 12 or 12, 10, 27. Um, he may not be around. So he may have to go to bed. Here we go. What the fuck? Did Ken off more? It's a Patriot. It's a Patriot. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd like, let's, let's get to that. Let's also get to that real quick here. So for everyone who doesn't know, we have our own little chat, uh, an FRM chat here with the panel. Uh, and we discuss things back and forth in between the shows. And somehow some obnoxious, ridiculous images of someone who is impersonating me. If you could pull those up on the screen, do whatever. <laughs> I'd like I'd like the world to see this horse shit. Uh, Logan, you're not going to believe this. It's, it's like five guys hanging out in some weird room. And there's there's hay on the floor. And they're eating off of paper plates. It is some very, very odd. <laughs> Pull that shit up because I tell you, I showed it to my Why wife. Do you need to take a shot for this. Uh, you, no, I it would. I would. Sexy. Let me. Uh, it's gonna be a real ghetto when I do it though, because I'm not technological. <laughs> hey, hey, Book. There's another one in there too that you saw. Remember? What do you mean? There's another one in there. Why you're trying to pull oh, that up? Why you're yeah. trying to pull that up? Let me pull somebody else up here. Oh, he shit. is back. There he is. is back. Back again. Anton's back. Tell a friend. So Boog Boog sent these pictures, and I'm not going to deny uh, that there is. Oh my god! There he is. Yeah, there you you are, Freeland. I'd like to know why. Why are we in a manger scene? You know what I mean. We are not the wise men. Hey, you were there. You were there. That looks like some type of of cult or something like that. That's well, a, then that's tell us what it was. Allegedly, me. Okay, the one he's talking about. I'm the alleged one that's in the in the the black uh, polo shirt. <laughs> well, like you know what? Right there. Why is it looks like an Amish family? I, why are they all standing there like a big sausage line? And and they're in somebody's basement. No one knows what's happening. There's a tray table of food, and then there's and then there's hay. What is this? That's what they do Why in Ohio, isn't it? Shut your mouth. That's what we do in Ohio. Hey, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. You're the one that's there. You answer us this question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Boog, show him the gif. Show him the gif. What is the gif? What are you talking about? Show him a gif. Oh, I, I, I showed him. I showed uh, something earlier, and uh, he got a good laugh out of it. So. 
Yeah, I'm sure everybody means. else will too. Yeah, what the? Um, why not? Sure, bring it on. Yeah. Well, by the way, bad. by the way, I one. I can't make it. Bigger. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's what she said. Yeah. I had a dollar for every time I had to say that. Yeah. Um, You'd have two dollars. You would. I'd have. Yeah. I had no dollars. <laughs> Freeland would have forty-five cents. I would. I would. I wouldn't even be able to buy me a coke. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so hold it real, real quick here, just because I want to throw this up on the screen before this for before time gets by me. Tinyurl forward slash mwo dot com dot com. Am I right there, uh, Mike? Dot com. This is the third Tinyurl dot com slash mwo merch. Got a shill. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you got a shill, man, because. I got to pay money to take these women out for dinner that are like thicker than London fog. So, <laughs> oh my God. Fog. Oh God. So tiny, hey, tiny, tinyurl.com forward slash MWO merch. Sure. We do free shipping. Can't, free international shipping, y'all. Hold it. Ooh. I want to make sure I get this right. This right here. This Yay. is right. Yay. The O needs to be lowercase. The O needs Shut to be lowercase. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Let's go, man. Come on. It doesn't have to be lowercase. The professional. Come yeah, on. Yeah, well, the, the professional went right out the door when I got hired on this show. It's 2021, not 1999, all right? I don't know what the oh, fuck you're talking about. Oh, who's who, who's getting the first boot? Who's going to get the first boot? Who's losing the first point here? Who's made the most obnoxious I, I comment? Think Mike had, might have to. I don't know. Uh, Mike World Order gets the first boot of the night. Wow. Damn. Realest guy in the room? Not for him. Oh. So Mike is at one point. The person with the highest amount of points at the end of the show loses. So loses Mike's what? I don't know. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Okay. Um, so they. <laughs> you fucked up, Mike. You fucked up. So let's hold it. So let's go around here real quick before we do our roundtable questions. The very there first. There he is. That's there so is. fucking cool. Rick Ross. That is cool. It's Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Hey, wait. Are you talking real Rick Ross or the rapper Rick Ross? Rick. I don't know. He's, he's my action figure. Well, so the reason why that, that action figure is, is legit. The rapper, the rapper yeah. was a correctional officer in Florida before he was a rapper and stole his whole gimmick from a dude who was incarcerated for bringing in the most cocaine in this country throughout the 80s. So, oh, like, fuck? Ross, the rapper, yeah, stole his whole gimmick from a different That is dude some A&E stuff right there, man. Ricky Ross, look this up. That's messed up, really. How did I get booted? Because what are you talking about? Words about his life. You booted me. No, well, hey, you already got one point. I'm sorry. That's our fun fact for the day. And right he now. doesn't return your calls. Either. I see how that, it is. Oh, 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 oh somebody, somebody is itching for a bumping. Somebody is itching for a you bumping right now. Oh, yeah, and hey, hey, and why is the kid that was born after 1999? Boom, he's got a bump. So it is now one to one. Bump Omania. Wow. We're gonna add your, we're gonna add your little booty ass back into here. What, what's with the moving? What's with the moving of the camera? Can you not figure out what's showing going his on? cock? You're, he's gonna get you banned on Twitch. My God. So let's do this. So, <laughs> Moon has said that the Rebellion pay per view 
uh, and the big win by Kenny Omega, the greatest wrestler of all time, was the was the thing that was on his mind the most. Let's go over to Logan. What is the number one thing so far between last week and this week that is uh, enticing you, that is on your mind, that you're like, wow, we got to talk about this? Well, I did a watch along about this. And deep in my heart, I wanted to see Rich Swan take it to kind of swerve the story a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But it was very predictable that Kenny Omega was going to win. Correct. Very predictable. The question lies is, who's going to bring the title back to Impact? Very good question. I think I know. And good question. this is just my fantasy booking right here. I want to say, give or take in about three months, we're going to see a very familiar man named Samoa Joe possibly appear. Ooh. Oh. And he's going to take that title back home. Joe, 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 Joe. I love me some Samoa Joe. When they, when they had him lose to Brock Lesnar, I was pissed because that was BS. Yeah. But my opinion. So I have a question based on this because I was thinking about this. The end hangs on the beginning, according to Eric Bischoff, and AEW does pretty good about that. So the end hangs on the beginning. Moxley got screwed in the beginning for Omega to win. Where does this go from here and how Don screws Kenny in the end? Does Sammy get it, etc. I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days because Thanos Omega. So I, the end hangs on the beginning, especially with the invisible hand. So who, who does he screw over from here? To make impact, jump again. Did you did you say the invisible hand, or did you yes. say in the invisible stan? Nope. Did anybody watch that match with Bryce Remberg like a hundred times? I did. Nope. Invisible man versus invisible stan. No. no. That's where I draw the line. None of you have yeah. seen that match. I don't know. Get me drunk enough, I'll watch it. Hey, PN News, you have not watched that match. Hold up, what'd you just call me? PN News. <laughs> <laughs> see, this wow. is see, this is why I'm letting Mini Big Mike do all the talking now. Oh, I see what's Big happening Mike's now. Sexy. He is. Fucking he does look Rick good. Look he does up. look good. That's what the PN News first off. PN News, <laughs> PN News doesn't hold a candle to me. Especially PN News is also dead. You know. But PN News? Not PN News. I think he no, is. I think he's still alive. No, no PN News is around. Who's Vicky? Did someone yeah. say Vicky? Just random? No. That's my you're hygienist. You're thinking of Vicky Guerrero. You're just getting all hot and bothered. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I like uh, 55-year-old Hispanic women. That's, that's hey, my you thing. said it, not me. Really hey, hold on now. I got a yeah. hot cleaner lady who's 55. Oh, shit. Oh, I have no idea. You have a, you have some hot ladies. You, you... Oh, I mixed PN News up with Brickhouse Brown. Excuse me. <laughs> First off, I'm neither nor. Uh, Maybe, well. let, let me remind y'all, I'm also Afro-Polynesian, too. I will be like Ooh. Samoa Joe. Ooh. We all Coquina Clutch. Small drop, baby. Nice. You got different mixtures than you. As long as I don't end up like Tyson Kidd after a muscle muscle. He's like, oh, what is that? Hold on. What is that clicking? Does somebody got an adding machine somewhere? Is somebody doing their taxes? Does anybody hear that? Yes, someone's typing. Who's typing? My hands are on my balls. Hey, 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 PN, hey, PN, you're typing, aren't you? 
No, I'm holding the remote and many big bikes in front of the. Uh, in order for me to touch the, I have to. Everybody, everybody hands up right now. Hands up, everybody above deck. Do we still hear that? Yeah, I still. A little hear. bit. What is that? They're using their feet. <laughs> they use their toes. <laughs> They're using their feet. <laughs> hey, yep. speak. Speaking of which, I don't see. Uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't see the uh, the garage boy putting his hands up. I just yeah. put my fucking hand up. There it is. Put your other one up. Put your other one up, Jackal. Put it up. There you no. go, Jackal. No, you just keep switching hands. Put the camera. Okay, you want to see? Here, look. Ah! Ah! Now fuck off. There. Oh my god. He's gonna grab me. Is that is that necessary? Well, I think so. No, I don't. Ride my ass all the time. What is that sound? That sounds. That sounds like Badger's oh, mating. It's Boog. It's Boog. It's Boog. I see him doing it. Boog, what are you doing right now, Boog? Yep. Boog, what are you doing? That sounds like a hamster's mating. Does anyone else hear that noise? I get called. Do you hear that? That sounds like having coitus. That is distracting as hell. That's almost as bad as when Rit has his his uh, whatever tank of uh, iguanas peeing or something. I have no idea. The man has a terrarium in his bedroom. Enough said. How dare you call me peeing in the building with glasses? Mr. Belding with glasses. Wow. Wow. And a I, beard. I appreciate that. I liked Mr. Belding. That's right, Slater. That's a bump for him. He's got two points already. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> All right, let's bring two? it back. What the fuck are you talking about, two? That was the first one. Was it your first one? So everybody's yes. got one? Okay. That like All right. Mike. Mike's in the lead. So whose microphone? Whose microphone sounds like uh, that's a good call. Whose microphone's acting all? Well, I have an idea. Here's how we're going to find out. I'm just going to slowly get rid of all of you till we find out who it is. First of all, see ya. Do we still hear it? Yeah. Okay. See ya. Still there. Still hear it. And see ya. Still here. And see ya. Oh, it's down to three of us. I'm gonna get rid of myself. It's probably that. It's probably your mic. Yeah, it is fucking Freeland. Ah, oh, fucking Freeland. Freeland. It's fucking Freeland. Is it? No, I'm back, and it still happened. It was not me. It cut off when you when you left. No, watch, watch. I will leave again and you'll still hear it. Listen. Now I am still hearing it. I did it a minute ago. Fuck it. Listen, I think it's Pound Puppy over here. I think whatever the hell he's doing right now. What what are you doing over there? Boog looks stoned. <laughs> and I'm the one doing dabs over here. He might be stoned. Did you hear my stash? What the hell happened? To Moondog. Moondog just said, F that noise, I'm out of here. All right. So, so far right now, Mike. Hey, why don't you guys have your names up, by the way? Not hey, not my, not my problem. I don't people, know. People, people have asked, they said, when I watch the show, I like to get to know the different panel members. But when you enter the broadcast studio, you're supposed to put your name in there. You right? know I did. You I know did. I did. You know I put my name in for the night. Mine says hi, Nick. Hello, everybody. Shit, Promo like material here, and I'm by my 
Self. Okay. What the so fuck is going on? Why? Why are your names not not listed on there? I don't know. Yeah, that's on you, Mister uh, Professional. Come on. Okay, let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can do this one here. Hey, Mr. Logan, I like that Twisted Slaughterhouse tour shirt you have on. I also have that tour shirt from over a decade ago. Hell yeah. Shirt for you from when I saw them on the 20th anniversary tour. Hell um, yeah. My favorite fucking I band. I found this at a Goodwill. I actually saw that tour when I was like 15, 16. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, props. The props. first thing I would like to go in here is, uh, by the way, Mikey Starks is in the house. I want to say hey to Mikey Starks. I would like to say hey to Shell Shock Network. That's very, me. very cool. Oh, Mikey Starks is in here? Mikey Starks in the house here. Uh, ECW fan. Jersey Devil is in here as well. Thank you so much, Jersey Devil. Who Shell else? Shock Network is me. Oh, that's you. you didn't have to out me like that. I could have. <laughs> I, I have you as credit. I could have credit for another person listening. Travis Boham is in the house. Thank you so very much as well. So we got our usual crew of suspects here. So first thing we are going to talk about is going to be Kenny Omega. Talking about Kenny Omega. Talking about Rebellion. We've just heard uh, several of you talk about your opinions on what do you think is going to happen. Um. I think Anton said that he thinks that in due time, the person that will end up challenging Kenny will be Samoa Joe, which I think would be a fantastic <sighs> thing. Oh, that wait a minute. I thought that was... Uh, I said Joe, Sammy, or fucking Don and everybody. Joe, Sammy, or, and you said, okay, Logan, you said you Samoa Joe. Okay. What is your take on him winning the championships? Do you think that, that was a good idea? I put on social media that... I thought Rich Swan, if you guys had, had seen my tweet, I thought Rich would get it because you got to do a swerve. You, I mean, everyone thinks Kenny's yeah. going to get it. You should have given it to Rich. That would have shook everything up, and that would have made people watch and tune in and say, what the hell just happened? And I also thought Rich could possibly handle the schedule if he would have won the AEW world title. And just imagine all of the competition that Rich could bring if he was to step into AEW. No, I agree with you 100%. I think Rich Juan is a phenomenal talent. I think he would do an amazing job. Um, I do think a rematch is going to be in their future. Now, whether or not that's going to be the next match between the two or whether Kenny is going to face somebody else, we'll have to find out. Um, let's go into, is there any other matches that happened on Rebellion you guys want to talk about? Anything else that stood out to you? Mr. Williams, no idea. It's cool to see him back. I'm glad his head's in a better space. I caught his interview with uh, CVV, and so that that was pretty nice. Uh, I like when anyone's doing better. I'm glad he refound his love and passion for wrestling. That's great, and that he has a great partner to help him build and stay on the right path. I'd like to see him and Enzo do some more shit together because their stick amused me. The stick, it fucking New Age Outlaws, modern. That's all it is. But I, I love the New Age Outlaws for the same same fucking reason. So I'm okay with it. Uh, I hope he just continues to build forward. I hope he ends up in one of the bigger companies because he has the potential. You know, not great on the mic. You know, he give that some time, and I think he could be better. But can't teach size. <laughs> it's you know can't. So. can't teach what, 
What about this? Uh, we often talk about wind wrestling. And, and once again, if you guys had not got a chance to see the interview we did with Miranda Gordy, it will be on demand after this episode ends. Really good interview we had with her. It was great. Uh, thank you. We talked about a bunch of different things and where she hopes to go in the future post-pandemic. We're going to have to get her up to AAW. I'm going to have to talk to Trent Zaberry and uh, mm. talk to Danny Daniels and get them up there. And uh, maybe even uh, is Warrior Wrestling as well. Are they still running uh, their yeah. sh- their shows in the stadiums? Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to um, referee Derek Martha, Derek Jones. He came from uh, my school and uh, he got picked up as a he got bo- he, he got a tryout for AAW last week and now. Um, he, they picked him up again for the next AAW show. So want to give a shout out to Derek. Good job for you, Derek, dude. Awesome. Ah, shit. I just spilled the drink. <laughs> uh, An- Anton, we're having a hard time hearing you. Can you either like turn your microphone up a little bit? Let us hear Hold your on. delicious voice, sir. So I was going to talk about, yes, I was going to talk about Deanna Peraza. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers, and I thought she had a great match on the card. Uh, did anybody else get a chance to see her match? And what are your thoughts on her right now in Impact Wrestling? I like that she's getting a shot. Yes. I will say that where they placed the match was pretty good. Like the second to last match right before the big main event. And it gave Perrazzo and Tennille some decent exposure. Yes. And I... When I went in watching this match, I'm like, Perrazzo has to retain because I feel that Dashwood isn't ready yet. Is she still fresh in the impact scene? But I think she, in my opinion, I think she needs to get rid of Caleb with a K and go on her own. Might be be something there. Might be something there. And please... For the love of God, I hope he changes his name back to Caleb Connolly because I miss him as an in-ring competitor. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree 100%. Um, does anybody else, how do you feel about Tennille Dashwood? Do you, do you, are you a fan of hers or Mike Unit? What do you think about Tennille Dashwood? Um, she's come a long way from that goofy-ass Emma gimmick. No shit. <laughs> I'll give you that. People kind of forget the Emma gimmick unless we mention it. That just shows how far she's matured. You know, she's on her second run in Impact. She's been in the Ring of Honor. She wrestled in stardom in Japan. You know, she's been in the UK. Um, As for her being women's champion in Impact, not yet. I think she is going to be a great women's champion wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. It's just that the way that she's booked, you ever notice that she's always in that pattern of being booked short, short term all the time. I have picked up on that. So I don't know if it's because she has what most of us like to call the David Richards complex where she likes to be used for a certain amount of time and then just leaves and bounces. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure why, but I think there could have been numerous times uh, Tennille should have been women's champion for a promotion. But for some odd reason, 
just as soon as like it's she starts heating up, she's gone. Right. So not sure the deal about it is. I saw bits and pieces of her match with Deanna. Deanna Perrazzo, she's like in my top ten list of people that NXT slash WWE dropped the ball with instantly. Like they never really gave her a chance. Like I don't even I don't even remember her even winning a match at NXT. Well, okay, that that brings up a really good question here. Yeah. So what what would you say it is if you had to pinpoint it down to one thing? What is it that certain thing that if WWE does not see it in you, you're done, you're out. Thanks for stopping by. Is, is there one definite thing? Because it's not necessarily wrestling ability. Is it? Is it the persona? Is it the character? Is it the what is it? These days, it's it's so hard to tell because you have people that have it and still aren't utilized. That's not their fault. Sometimes, as mentioned last week's conversation, creative has nothing for you. That's all it is, creative. Because let's be honest, you guys, say if I was a wrestler, you guys would put me on the pedestal. Yo, have you seen that Mike Cook match on the any circuit? Oh, man, he's so good. He's, he's awesome. They say no, y'all find out, hey, Mike Unit's on NXT. And yet, you know, I'm doing good in NXT, blossoming. But as soon as they put me on the main roster, Keith Lee. Yep. And then you guys are like, what the fuck? What are you guys are doing? This guy was just ruling ass in NXT. You got him jobbing every week on Raw. Like, I said it the other day to a friend of mine who lives in California. It, you're catering to the audience of one. Yeah. And it's personability. If you yep. don't get over with him on a personal level, it doesn't fucking matter. And that's shit. You know, again, Austin won't ever draw in black boots. Don't let the man talk. Uh, what happened when you let the man talk? You know, let, hey, you're cutting me out. You can't get myself over if you're not, you know, I'm not the biggest, not the best worker, but I can't get over if you don't let me speak. You know, he brought that up, was given the opportunity, was able to go from there. That's really what it is. It's catering to the audience of one, and he's built that network around him so thick since Russo left. That, think about it. That's really when it started. That's when this whole network of it's harder to get to Vince, it's harder to get to Vince started. And even Jericho had that issue, Moxley, etc. Punk, you know, people who, you know, may have not, you know, the Waffle House cook thing. No one, you know, HBK, Triple H, they didn't want Punk to get over. Punk got himself over to the point they said, fuck it, fine, here. And even then, you know, that's truly what it amounts to. You're catering to the audience of one and... I, it, it, we've been dealing with this for over 30 years, my entire lifetime. Because, again, he didn't see it with Austin. It's it's not like this is a new thing. It's an ongoing thing. You know, he sees it who he sees it in, and he doesn't with who he doesn't. And that's truly all there is to it. And it's fucked up. <laughs> Jersey, Jersey Devil writes in uh, whatever side of the bed Vince wakes up on, Travis Boham also jumps into the conversation. Yeah. He says, yes, men like Pritchard don't help matters. Uh, Mikey Starks also comments, he says, Vince is the problem. He has to step down. Um, there it's also uh, who talks to him last and if he's hungry, I just, I want, once again, I, I think the, the situation is going to boil down to not being able to relate to today's wrestlers, not being able to connect with what 
the audience wants today. And, 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 and that's the big issue that people have said with Cornette is that it's not 1985. People aren't popping out of boxes anymore. Um, it, it's just not quite the same. Now, do I think there was a place for Jim at one time? Yes. Do I think Jim still has a place now? Only, I would say, if he is willing to evolve and maybe give and take a little bit on some of his feelings on some of the aspects of wrestling. Yeah, there's okay. some things about wrestling that are goofy as shit. I, I'm not going to deny that. However, it's a give and take. In any relationship, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, Logan, would you, would you chime in on this? Would you agree that it's either evolve or move on? I would evolve. I would. You, have um, you look at guys like Paul Heyman. He listens. Right. Pulse of society. That's is it Tony even... Khan listens. He Tony Khan said on one of those paid advertisements on Impact, I care about pro wrestling and the fans. He wants to see the fans happy. And as Anton said, you in WWE you have to sell to an audience of one. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, we, we talked about Keith Lee before on this show, and it almost hurts my heart to mention his name. It hurts my heart because of somebody who is as talented as he is. It, it's, it's, it's a travesty. Man, that's really all I can say. It's a travesty he's not a champion. It's a travesty he's not pushed to the moon. It's a travesty he's not the face of the company. He's young. He's hungry. He's talented. I mean... What else do you want? What else do you want? And it's definitely not Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, to me, you guys, is one of those guys who's good, but he's not the face of a company. He just doesn't have – I can't really put my finger on it, and I don't know if any of this makes sense, but I feel like I think Keith Lee would be better. Now, I think the one thing holding Keith Lee back is he's a little too soft-spoken. I think if he was a little bit more gruff and – Angry, if that's a good word to use. Um, but then again, exactly, exactly. But I don't know if we're seeing that right now. So interesting. Um, Jersey Devil also jumps in. He says, uh, Jim isn't nearly out of touch as Vince. Nope. I would agree with that. I agree 100%. I would agree. I would say Jim probably isn't as bad as Vince is. Um, you know what? You know, you know what? I'm I'm a bit of a cornet apologist. I don't agree with 100% of what he says, but he's kind of a, the opinion that the basics don't go out of style. And a lot of the uh, people these days are just avoiding the basics. Just simple things. Like he he uh, he seems to go on a lot about just making a proper tag. Nobody even makes a proper tag anymore. They don't like slap hands and do a proper tag it's all you know on the back and all that stuff and it's just simple things like that and you know what like when when corny uh you know will criticize certain people in the industry he does it because he loves the industry it's not out of maliciousness it's because he actually loves the industry he does not want to see it go down and um you know i i can I mean, I could speak to a number of different wrestlers he goes on about, but what's the point, right? Because uh, only a certain amount of people will hear it. But uh, Cornette, he does it out of love. He does it because he doesn't want to see the industry he 
he loves go to shit. And, uh, you know, it's all about passion for him. And, yeah, he may be a little outdated in some of his views, uh, maybe about the women, too. Like, you know, he's he's not totally on board with a lot of the women. But, you know what? Whenever he dissects a match, and I listen to him dissect, dissect a match, it makes complete sense. Especially, like, just the little things, like, you know, you know, proper footwork and things like that. He makes total sense with it. And uh, I think people just uh, look at him like, oh, well, he's that uh, old guy yelling the clouds when he's he's been at the forefront since the early 80s and he's been a promoter he's been a manager he's been a, just a personality in general and he's been backstage and everything creative he did wwe creative and i think a lot of people need to give him a bit more credit than he's getting because a lot of people think he's just the old asshole that's you know yelling and screaming that it's not the old days when you know a lot of the stuff he says makes a lot of sense uh, the one thing I will say, I, I, I do have to say this, though. I mean, I think you would agree in whether or not he does it because of its shtick or what. I know he, what you're going to say. He does get off. Any Omega. No, but he gets all violent oh. and he gets very he takes the, he makes things very personal. Well, and, OK, but you want you understand, though, that you understand his his uh, a lot of it. Like, I'm not going to say a lot of it, but I guess some of it is is based on him just hamming it up a bit. But when he sees something he doesn't like, I mean, more respect to him for saying, I don't fucking like this and I'm not going to take it. I understand right. that. Trust me. I get it. Uh, he takes it a bit too far sometimes, like with the Russo, how he says he's going to piss on his grave. Not me, for instance, because uh, <laughs> Freeland's going to call me that. But, uh, you know, just certain things like that. Like, I, yeah, he takes it too far, but, you know, he's very passionate and he makes a lot of sense and people need to listen to him more i mean why else would like tony khan went to him originally before he started AEW, and had a sit down with him and asked him what he thought about certain things he was going to do with AEW. and corny looked at him and said like you're fucking nuts that's, sorry that's just you know i'm i'm not i'm not hating on AEW as a whole but i'm just saying like you know there's a lot of things that could be fixed if they just got back to basics but you can evolve as much as you want, but you have to have the basics. And if you don't, what's the point? Right. I've no, been taught the basics pretty much. And because, um, like, uh, my trainer is an old school guy, Rock and Randy, back Rock and Randy, who was a Memphis territory guy. Um, there you go. So, like, it's a lot of basics, a lot of similarities. But at the same time, Randy is also more, I think, I think Randy's a little more, I think Randy's a little more in tune with what's popular at the same time. He, he loves the lucha style, so he knows. Uh, so he knows the fucking lucha, when and how to use the lucha shit. While Cornette would probably be like, "Nah, fuck that shit." <laughs> but um, that I, I being taught the basics and pretty much me only being fucking six months in on the t on our promotion. Uh, just pretty much just accentuate the basics. Literally, I started using a sidewalk slam. How exciting go. does that sound? A sidewalk slam. But for me, who only knows so many moves, a sidewalk slam is like, holy shit, no one's doing a sidewalk slam. I'm going to start doing that more. Yep. So it's like just the basics. You know? It doesn't die. But you also, know? Cornette's not pissing on Russo's grave because he's not hopping on a plane. If he can't drive there, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can see Cornette driving for the sake of oh, he, he would. He would <laughs> drive oh, just, just for the sake would. of doing it? Yes, yeah. He would, but he wouldn't fly. 
so you know he's not pissing on Liam's grave, and depending on where Russo's at when he dies, that's not happening. But not pissing <clears> on my grave. No, yeah, I know. Hey, this is, one, this is one thing that's bugging me about the Keith Lee thing. So we've had Yokozuna as a champion. We've had big dudes, Vader as champion. So there's difference between being big and being out of shape. And but referring to Joe as just a fat Samoan when you booked Rikishi, Yokozuna, and the fucking headhunters. It just these are oh. things that, that make me want to fucking pull my goddamn hair out and Bastion I mean, Booger. All, all y'all really yeah, Man Mountain Booger, Rock. Like, yes. Think about some Man Mountain Rock. You know, Vader, I understand Vader and Yokozuna eventually having a weight problem, but you know, Rikishi Viscera. Yeah, thank you. Big Fucking thank you, right there. Big Daddy B, Mabel, whatever you want to call him. You know, mm -hmm. we can we can go down this list of fucking people. So when I hear that part of the issue with Keith Lee is his weight, it, it makes me shake my head. Or the Samoa Joe with a fat Samoan. You know. It's a yeah, cop I remember Hornswoggle told the story. He was told his weight was an issue. That's why he wasn't being on TV. So he lost like 100-something pounds, and then he still wasn't on TV. You know? Yeah, so... Again, catering to the audience of one, but thinking about things full circle, etc. And this is where I think WWE pisses me off the most is that they do not reward long-term viewing. The fact that I've basically been watching this shit every week for 27 years and, you know, they went to shit on the fucking shit I remember. Like, no, Big Show didn't turn heel 90 fucking times and switch back and forth weekly, you know, or Austin and McMahon and the briefcase going up and down and never giving us an answer on that. Just weird Weird little shit that, you know, AEW does try to reward long-term viewing. Lucha Underground tried to reward long-term viewing. I appreciate when I'm not made to feel stupid for something that I love and am super passionate about. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go, let's go on to moving past the Rebellion pay-per-view itself. Real quick, the Rebellion pay-per-view, just, just real quick, uh, letter grade, A, B, C, or D. Uh, I'm going to go with a B. Uh, Anton, what do you give the pay-per-view? B plus just for the you know without the crowd still and just the continuing to move things forward and creating shock moments like it I like that they're getting people talking especially for a company that when most people think about it they go <laughs> impact DNA so B plus. very good I agree Greg what what's your take on how the pay per view itself went I didn't watch it I just know of um, the Omega stuff because like I said that's been hitting the ether and a lot of wrestlers at my at uh, the place I train talk about it and shit but uh it, it how I'm rating it is if people are talking about it it's a good thing because when's the last time anybody talked about an impact pay-per-view which I love True. impact but when's the last time they talked about a pay-per-view good point what do you give it a B yeah yeah I mean I mean yeah I'd say that very nice uh and the man that is uh is is circling the earth right now. Uh, what what do you got there, uh, Vince Jr.? What what Jesus, kind of rage? I'm just stretching my legs, and I didn't watch the fucking pay per view, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a letter grade, even though you didn't watch it. Give me a letter grade. I don't know, fucking uh, Z minus. There you go. Z minus. I have no go. fucking clue. I don't watch Z it anymore. Yeah, that whole situation with the internet happening up in Canada is that. Still affecting you as well. That's in or? fucking BC, which is three thousand miles from here. God damn it! Yeah, well, guess what? That's bump number two. Uh, that, he's got two points now. He's two dead. points for him. You huh. fucking killed him, Freeland. Oh shit, he's alive. He's back. Here I am. Ha, ha. Vince he's Jr. Back. is alive. 
He's back. Let's go to Logan. Logan, what do you give the PPV? I'll give it a B plus as well. Nice. And what's your thoughts on the B plus grading? I remember when TNA slash Impact was struggling. And this is just having it, it's now having fans talking more about what many thought was a dying company. And I'm gonna say it's actually it was actually better than last year's rebellion. Because that was their first pay-per-view of the pandemic era. Right. So I it's definitely got fans talking. It really does. So what what grade did you give? B plus. B plus, very good. Let's go to Mike Unit. Mike Unit. What do we got here, Mike Unit? Um, I'm gonna have to give it a B plus, but mind you, I've only saw like three of the matches. Like I saw the knockouts tag team, I saw the the knockouts match, and I saw the main event. Um, Why do I feel like you watch the uh, the women's matches to see who is as thick as batter? Right? Is that was going batter. through Jordan your pen? Grace. Jordan Grace. No. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> didn't the Ritz say he has a big? He's a big fan of Jordan Grace. I'm yeah. telling you, she's she is strong and solid in person as she is on TV. Nice. Um, no, that was just while the, the Rebellion pay per view was on through my uh, live stream. Uh, I was also doing laundry, meal prepping for the week, so <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to really focus on the pay-per-view like I usually do. You know, I'm glad that we got Rachel Ellering back in a major promotion, you know, knockout tag champion. Um, I can't wait to see some crossover with her in AEW. I think that would be interesting as well. She yeah, that, did that would be great. I mean, she did dip her, dip her toe into AEW for the, uh, the women's tag tournament. She did. She absolutely hmm. did. And it's just crazy. That was another one that's on that top 10 list of people that they're to be dropped the ball on. Oh, yeah. She was well, can when, I just say one last thing just about Impact? Yes. Just real quick. I, I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm honestly not. Yeah, I, I just. Anytime someone. Okay, prefaces, fuck it. I am. Whatever. Anytime no. someone <laughs> prefaces something and says, by the way, I really like it, but that means. Well, you know what? I'm, it was, if you it let was, me fucking finish, I can. Finish my fucking thought. Anyways, who are, who are, why are you yelling in a garage? Like literally, because that's I what I do. You. That's my thing. Because he has a big wiener. Thank so you. Finally, okay. Last, I was just gonna say before you really interrupted was that impact. I'm not trying to be negative towards them. I would like to see them succeed. I watch all wrestling. Okay, it's like music. I like all music. It doesn't mean. Like sometimes I might gravitate towards a certain thing more than another, but the point is, they're putting on shows without fans. That drives me nuts. Like as much uh, as much as MLW looks promising as hell, I can't watch it. I just mm -hmm. can't because there's no fans there, and it's nothing on them. I get why they don't have them, but that's my reasoning. I I just I I tried to watch the one. Impact pay-per-view when uh, Heath Slater came in and all that. It was it was months back. And and I, I just I tried, but it just I just couldn't do it. it. I'm just I'm not hearing anything there, no reactions, nothing. And I just couldn't do it. So it's not me disparaging any of the talent. 
uh, and that goes for MLW or any of the other promotions that don't have any fans right now. ROH, I just—it's just my thing. I can't deal with it in that sense. Well, I, I just don't know why people haven't taken you know some tips from AEW and put people around the ring, right? Like, and I know NXT did some of that for a while. They still um, have some fans in there right now. Yeah, and they have fans right now. Yeah. It just it it boggles my mind that they don't make every you know just put them around the guardrails or whatever. Yeah. Make some noise or something. I need like, to hear something. If I don't hear anything, then it's it's really it's it could be the best match in the world. But if I don't hear the fans encouraging them, what's the point? I just can't get into it. I'm sorry. That's nothing. Like I said, it's nothing against the talent. It's just right. the way there's it is. the Canadian. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm it. sorry, guys. Like, you know, that's the way it is and all that, you know. All right. We, and we, and me some back bacon. And it's funny you guys mentioned, you know, the whole Impact thing. So I kind of knew Big Cass was going to go to Impact Wrestling because Doc Gallows, he has his own promotion, Larry Alto Pro. Yeah. He's the only promotion right now that has, you know, live crowds and none of them catch COVID. There's like 0%. Someone should like go to him for what he, for whatever he's doing. Cause he even mentioned it on talking shop uh, podcast that he does a system because uh, you lose money bringing in COVID uh, fans. Cause he's always about his money and his hustle. So if anything impact, Impact might want to take some pointers from Big LG because Ariato Pro, their shows are on Impact Plus, and you see there's crowds. If they, if they use that same mindset for Impact, I think it could work, man. This this will this will not be a topic. This is something I'm just going to throw out randomly. Um, COVID has been weaponized in many many ways, and um, I, I feel. I feel like some things have gotten kind of out of control. I believe in being careful, taking care of yourself. Um, if, if you choose to get your inoculation, if you don't, I respect whatever choice you have. But at some point in time, we cannot continue to live in fear. You know, I, we, we just can't. We have to move on. We are not a we are not a society that's meant to be kept indoors, away from people, away from living. Um, it affects people's psyche. It affects people's emotions. Um, it's just not right. And um, we need to respect everyone's individual beliefs. And as long as they take proper precautions for themselves and follow rules, so be it. But you know what? We, you can't live in fear. We, we can't. It's just not the way to I live. agree. Well said. All right. Moving on. Young Bucks and WWE money. What is going on here? Well, for you guys who may have been following this, the Young Bucks, before they actually uh, formed AEW, they were offered money by the WWE. Now, this story has been reported on many, many different outlets, and this is from What Culture. And this is, uh, I believe, let me find out. I want to attribute the correct person to this one. This one is Jamie Kennedy. So imagine turning down a guaranteed $500,000 each. Well, that's what the Young Bucks did a few years back when both brothers told the Talking Shop podcast that they mulled over Triple H's generous offer before knocking it back. Both Matt and Nick uh, decided that they were going to pass on the mega money 
even though they were very flattered that WWE offered it to him. Now, Matt already knew some of his friends who were in WWE, such as Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, and uh, they had mentioned that some of the guys in there were not even close to making $500,000 apiece. Uh, in fact, a lot of the guys were making about $150,000 max. So when you think about this, um, it's not just it was Nick and Matt. Evidently, Triple H and I would assume uh, Vince himself wanted a triple uh, threat with Kenny Omega as well. And they were going to offer them some ridiculous money. And it was all guaranteed. And there was a six-month-out clause, meaning after six months, if they decided that they didn't want to be there anymore, that they had the abilities to leave. Um, but Matt and Nick both decided that, you know what? If WWE is going to offer us this kind of money, maybe that, that shows us how much we're worth, and maybe we can make more on our own. So let me throw this out to people. I'm going to start off with uh, Logan first. Someone throws that kind of money out to you, guaranteed money, a six-month out, so you're not the, the typical hostage in WWE. Uh, it sounds kind of nice. Take the money. It's guaranteed. Stay for six months. Maybe make a name for yourself, and then peace. Or do you think, no, now we know what we're worth. Let's go a little further. That, um, that is a good question. Um. I would try it out first, and I would try it out first, I'm not going to lie, and just go from there. I mean, $500,000, how can you pass that up? Yeah. If Vince has handed me that money, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, definitely. So I, I, I would have went with it. So you think, would you have, if you were the Young Bucks, would you have said at the end of the day, we're going to put this whole AEW thing on ice for six months to a year to see what happens here and maybe parlay some of that interest we spark into our company? Could that have maybe propelled AEW a little bit better if they had waited? After the six months, I would have probably taken the guaranteed 500000 and try to invest in that. If that makes sense. No, I mean, it, it does. But let me ask you this question. Do you feel like it was a good gamble on themselves from a financial standpoint, not necessarily a creative, but from financial, that they went ahead and started AEW? Do you feel like this is something they're going to look back on and say, this gamble paid off? Or do you think it's going to be a situation of, no, not so much. We just decided that we wanted to work with the people we wanted to work with. It was risky at first, but I'm glad they did what they did. Or, or else we wouldn't have AEW. They probably right. wouldn't have accomplished what they have today. I Interesting. Mean, I mean, it was very risky to do what they did. But look at where they are now. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've accomplished so much, like become an IWGP junior tags, Ring of Honor tag champ, and now AEW tag champ. The Lord knows how many times they've won the prior two. Right. We were also IWGP heavyweight tag champs too. Only uh, one of two tag teams to have done that. Interesting. 
Um, I mean, when it when it comes to this, I mean, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Let me throw it to you, Moondog. Um, you're in a situation now. You're wrestling. You know, if you had a situation like this, and you were part of a group of guys who were very popular international, would you roll the dice and potentially have something fall apart, but know that you did it and you did it with your friends? And if it blows up and it's awesome, hey, great. Or would you rather say, hmm, guaranteed money, I have children, I have a mortgage, take the money, take the six months, then bail, and then still do your side project? What are your thoughts? It's hard, but in that situation, if I had a group of friends that were that popular along with myself, of course I would make the fucking gamble because something I learned was, especially hearing this advice while early on, of gambling on yourself, listening to Gallows and Anderson podcasts, or like we kind of wish we gambled on ourselves earlier than we did. Right. I would have probably gambled on myself more. But of course, me in my current situation now, it's different because like I'm making zero dollars wrestling, but I'm doing it because no I love dollars. It. No dollars. <laughs> I'm doing it because I love it. Right. And I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world and, and, and such. So, Obviously, if Dodie called me up, which most of the guys in our school, including our top guys, are like, oh, if Dodie called you up tomorrow, would you go? Well, fuck yeah, I'd go. It don't matter yeah. what, the, what the hell the contract is. But right. in the situation of the Bucks, they had the fucking – they. Ha- oh, God, I'm bleeding. Um, they have the um- – <laughs> Did you just get hard weight on a podcast? <laughs> kind of. How does um, that Mark, even uh, happen? Mark. <laughs> so the Bucks – they're popular enough to be like, yeah, nah, we're good, and be able to invest in AEW, which was a good investment because they invested on themselves. They be, they're able to do that, which I think them being able to do that puts more inspirations of wrestlers that WWE would pass on in that, hey, they passed on me, but look at these guys. They've never been in WWE, and look at them. They're popular, so I could probably fucking do it without having to go to WWE and such. So, um. I, I say the Bucks were right in doing what they did. Well, obviously they're right, but like I, um, if I were in the situation of the Bucks, I probably ambition is what is the thing. If you don't have ambition, if you don't have the ambition that they probably have, then of course you take the money. But if you have the ambition that they have, then yeah, fuck it, try it. And here's the thing: if it didn't work out, I would. If it did, if AEW didn't work out. I feel like WWE would still be like, oh, okay. Now that it didn't work out, you could come come here because, like, like was it? You could look at all like the angles, like WCW and the invasion and shit like that, you know, and um, Sting and Hogan and shit like that, where they're like, oh yeah, now that it didn't work out, please come back to us, and then we're gonna have everybody beat you and shit, and but you'll still be with us because we're the only thing you got right now. That's the thing. I'm not as I'm not really articulate because I'm a little tipsy, but you know that's uh that that's my thing. You know, you're about as articulate as it gets for this show. I mean, my God. Yeah, I'm still going while I'm bleeding. <laughs> you know Better what? not be a hemophiliac. That'd be terrible. You are, why do you got to go there? The poor guy's already injured. You're bringing know. up a hemophilia. We could lose the guy on the show. I'm trying to add some fucking spice, okay? Jesus. Oh, for the love of God. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm in wrestling. There's a lot of blood and there disgusting you go. injuries. He's you know? used to it. 
Don't we're worry gonna, about it, Freeland. We're, it's we're okay. Also, we're also going to get into this whole Canadian bacon bullshit that, that oh, filled, filled my phone up for the last, I don't know, five days. <laughs> I didn't fucking do it! Yeah, well, yeah. Logan, were you, were you part of this whole Canadian bacon conversation? Yes, I replied with an ice cube thing that went like... I know. Mike Cook, Canadian bacon, were you part of that conversation? Yes, I was. That's what I thought. Anton, you were part of it. Here I am I laying in bed. It. I I'm la- oh, I know. I'm laying in bed here trying to sleep. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, my wrestling crew is something to talk about. I turn around. It's a conversation between bacon and ham. I'm thinking, what is this? Yep. And then that takes me back to last week when Mike Unit said ham pants. And I, I, I didn't know what ham pants was. And then it started this whole thing. And then I thought of Iron Mike but, Sharp. And it just I started I going down the rabbit hole. Pants, Who said ham pants? I didn't Somebody say ham pants. Someone I said, did. I said that Rit did, I think. Yeah, Rit must have been said, talking about them hand pants. I said her booty looked like someone. Oh, boy. oh here we go. Good hands and shoved them up the back of her ass. Ooh. What the fuck? I don't know. Where did Moondog go? It's like he well, teleported. He said he had to take that- a well, he either had to take a piss or he's he's bleeding out. So if we don't see Moondog within the next five minutes, we're going to have to do oh. something. Call the authorities. Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, look, oh, oh, he's God. already on it. Is he- <laughs> oh, God. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to Anton. Anton, let me ask you this. It's uh, it, it's it's There's no wrong answer to the question. It's all personal preference, right? Wait, much, one second, guys. Much things in life. Uh-oh, it's one of his ladies calling him. Uh-oh. Great. Moondog's bleeding. Mike's taking a call for one of his booty calls. All right, that's fine. Oh, oh, he's okay. back. Oh, thank God you didn't you didn't pass out on us. I thought you Terry Funked us for a second. Who? You. I had I a was, pee. I've been I, holding it in. And I'm just like, oh, I got to piss. Well, you drink too much. You just got to piss every two seconds. Well, I appreciate you you you, you urinating. Seal. Might need to keep a bottle next to you. You might have to. You might have to do Piss that. Piss live on Twitch. You'll be great. Great Mikey, content. Mikey People Whip- can clip it. Mikey Whipwreck oh. always said that uh, his grandma used to keep an old pickle jar in the back seat when they were kids. And you know yes. what? Got to do that. it. Got to do it. Anton, uh, do you take the money, WWE, and at least do six months and then bail out? Or do you say, you know what? It's the biggest platform in the world. I could make a ton of money. Maybe so, I can play with my friends later. So that's a fucking fantastic deal, realistically. Like, it's like being offered a big advance musically. Like, someone going, hey, here's an independent music deal with a six, only a six-month contract with a shit ton of money in advance that you don't have to pay back. Do you take it? Well, I lose creative control for six months, and they own whatever I do. But that's a big-ass investment I can use to apply to the future. Huh. So yeah. it, it truly is a lesser of two evils thing doing that I do everything independent of DIY and networking. I, I really agree with them, but also the Scott Hall logic. It's all about the money and the miles. I got enough friends. I could use the money. It, I, I really like the fact they, it is, but I like the fact they bet on themselves because think about all the people we're getting since then, the Darby run, the you know John Silver and the Dark Order, Brody getting a shot before he passed away. Those things oh, wouldn't boy. happen if they didn't, you know, Say fuck it, fuck the money. We we can do this. The money will still be there. Maybe not as high as an offer, but they're talking to us for once. So, what do we have to lose by betting on ourselves for a minute? That's 
that's truly probably the route I would have went because you, you know, the experience, the experience in the stories. Cause I have people ask me all the time, you know, what if you don't get where you want to be musically? Well, I still have a shit ton of stories and know that I tried. That's yep. and to me, that's a lot of it. That's a truly a lot of it. I would rather have the experience and the knowledge than go, fuck, I, I wish I would have, you know, yep. I, I, I really think that's the route that they choose to go as well because they're like, well, fuck, we've, you know, we've listened to everyone else and we've done what everyone else has wanted. And we've steadily done what we wanted as well. So what do we have to lose trying this one more time? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, it's the old phrase. You only go around once. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not going to roll the dice and, and, and risk and, and gamble some stuff and have some fun, hey, nothing risks, nothing earned. And uh, nothing gained or whatever the phrase is. I don't even know. I feel like Joe Biden right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm, getting my, I'm getting my phrases mixed up here. Um, you, you know about the thing about the thing, and then okay, sorry. Um, you know, man, the thing, the thing, <laughs> the yeah. Thing. That, that everybody's equal in the thing. Fun, and uh, also, fun story. I got um, I got hairy legs, and then oh, geez. Before sorry. before I started wrestling, I was refing, and I was refing a main event, and one of the wrestlers were rid me during the match. He had a submission. He was a bad guy in the match. He was he had a submission hold, and then he just goes. Come on, man. You know the thing. The thing, you know. <laughs> and me as a ref, I'm trying to stay fucking super serious, but I couldn't help but like, you fucking asshole. How do you not when somebody just... <laughs> just lose it. Are you... Uh, let, let me ask you this, Moondog. Are you one of the people that... And I am one of them. When I start laughing, it's over. Like, it doesn't just stop. Like, oh, I that know. was funny. I know. It just... You get a case of the Look giggles and it. Oh, it is. It's true. 1999. I, thankfully, um, thankfully, when I when I like corpse, when I'm like in character, I'll usually just like, just kind of like cover myself up and laugh. Like when you had Lance Storm on the show, when he talked about how when he would just cover himself up in the turbo and just laugh, that's pretty much what I do. Because like, there's been a, there's been plenty of moments where like literally somebody, um, I won't say who. They threw their cock at my face doing a fucking rough rider or some shit. And they're like, uh, and they're like, that's your birthday present. And I just started wow. laughing hysterically. <laughs> wow. During the match, my, mind you, I'm trying to sell, but I'm just like, listen, I'm just laughing because I'm just like, you fucking asshole. What Somebody, the fuck is Boog saying right now? I, I, he said he needed ass. I eat a who's lot of ass? ass. Like a lot of ass. Uh, <laughs> like, who's that? <laughs> Those boog. Hold on. No Stop, no Mike Unit. <laughs> boog needs to go to bed, man. This past is bedtime. This show has gone off Don't the rails. Don't you in the morning, boog? When, 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 when Mike Unit just said it. Who's ass? Who's ass? Who's ass you, who's ass you eating? <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> he just said it to nonchalant. Oh, oh, you, boy. <laughs> oh, get me drunk oh, enough, I'll eat all the ass. Oh, hey, you know oh. what? <laughs> it's an ass party. Um, mm, so than a sausage party. So this is yeah, this is true. Evidently, I the disagree. one that the one the one that I was <laughs> on the ham ass. Yeah. The oh, party that I was the at rock thing. As much as you know, they look glam as shit from the eighties or HBK rockers rip off. They did the punk rock thing. They bet on themselves. They yes. Yeah, fuck it. Mike, what do you what do you got there? You got some tatty tots? So what do you got there? Are those some chicken nuggets? Tatty tots? No, tatty tots. Tater tots. Titty tots. Hey, stop it! You know what? I call them whatever hey, I want. What do you got? Titty tots. Yeah, titty tots. 
Got some titty tots there, Mike Gilda. Nice, some chicken wings. Ah, uh, no titty tots, though. C-H-I-G-G-E-N, chicken. You know, keep right. the uh, I'm going to try to get everybody in the chat to uh, trend titty tots. There we go. <laughs> it's that, it's that it. uh, so we have, and I hope I say this right, uh, McKelly. Yep. It's it's night night time. <laughs> Come on, man. It's you know what? In, in one of my favorite comedians, uh, Kevin Hart, you go night night now. <laughs> God, I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> Don't get me squealing. I tell you what, here we go. I'm like Wilbur from Charlotte's Web. All right, let's move on to our next topic because if <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> That's a very obscure reference. <laughs> it is. I'm a pig. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm a pig, man. All right, let's see here. Let's uh, let's go on to our next topic, which I think is a very interesting one. It's a very polarizing one, and that's Mark Carano from the WWE. Now, for all of you who may not be familiar what has happened here, in the past week, uh, former WWE uh, talent relations manager Mark Carano was fired from WWE. Uh, and this allegedly stemmed from a tweet that Mickey James had sent out uh, regarding her belongings being returned back to her after her release in a trash bag. Now, many fans and wrestling personalities slammed WWE for treating a release superstar in this way. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon also personally apologized to Mickey on social media. Once again, to give proper credit, this is from Sportskita. Um, this yeah. is an article that was, uh, published recently, and this is, gosh, I hope I pronounced this right. Uh, Vistal Rahand, uh, actually wrote this sure. article. So, uh, that is, <laughs> is what we, <laughs> what we have here. <laughs> You're terrible. What, what was it again, Freeland? No, go you ahead. Can, you can go eat some ass. So here's I the deal. <laughs> eat some great ass. Yes. Raquel Gonzalez. Eat a lot Whoa, of some fighting words. Oh my God! So eating ass is a delicacy in my household. Uh, former senior director of talent relations in WWE, Mark Carano, <laughs> was fired from the company this past week in a bizarre twist, and something else that very uh, much sparked a lot of interest and controversy on social media. His ex girlfriend Deborah Simmons has now taken to Twitter to make some accusations. <laughs> he has belts <laughs> about Mark Carano, and this is. Oh, I can't take this. These are some of the accusations that she has made. And she, her name is um, oh, Pink, Pinky Simovich, uh, I guess, on Twitter. She says, hey, at WWE Mark Carano, he stores belts that he's stolen from WWE under the bed in the guest bedroom in his <laughs> West Haven home. Uh, she, she, she tagged Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in that uh, tweet. She also would go on. Uh, to say Deborah Simmons has also made a series of other allegations against the former WWE employee, uh, like Carano trying to kill his ex's cat, uh, put her in sticky situations, which I don't know if that's a, an entendre or not, uh, yelling at her for not answering her phone at a funeral and more. Um, so she goes on to make a quote right here. It says, it's one thing to emotionally abuse and torment humans who cannot stand up and walk away, but to abuse a helpless animal, that's a whole nother level of unacceptable. Mark Carano tried to kill his ex's cat. Um, what the fuck? And another comment, fucker. Mark Carano enjoyed putting me in sticky situations so he could swoop in at the last minute and try to be my knight in shining armor. 
what it resulted in is in many, many head games that he left me confused and wondering what the heck. Um, one time Mark Carano yelled at me because I didn't answer my phone at a funeral. I was at a funeral, all in capital letters. Um, Mark Carano would introduce me to everyone as his fiance, which would make me feel uncomfortable because my marriage, because marriage isn't my thing. So tri Triple H went on social media and said, upon learning this disrespectful treatment of some of our recently released talent received on behalf of our company, we took immediate action. Uh, the person responsible for this inconsiderate action has been fired and is no longer with WWE. So uh, Mickey James also tweeted her trash bag and she commented on that's how she felt that she had been treated in the last several years. So I, I don't even really know to go from here because there's so many things to deep dive in here. So, you know, verbal abuse, um, stealing property, belts. I mean, if there's any truth to that, chasing a cat, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know really what to say on this. I'm going to go to Logan first. Uh, what's your take on this? Uh, I, it would be pretty easy to determine if somebody was stealing belts, in my opinion. You could you could trace that. Um, do you, right. Do you, do you think all these allegations are A, accurate, and B, fair? I don't know if they're necessarily true or not. I mean, I'm going to go off of uh, Boog's comment. She sounds just as crazy as he is. I mean, if, if he's abusing an animal... He deserves to rot. Right. Because an animal's life is just as precious as a child's life. Yes. I mean, I hope he gets what he deserves. I mean, he's gone from the company. I do not foresee anyone yep. maybe hiring him anytime soon. Um, just, I don't get it. You're in a position where you're, you're probably making some good coin. You're in a company right now. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a situation of people just get power trips and they think they're just more than what they really are. I have no idea, but, uh, Moondog, what's your, what's your take on the whole Mark Carano thing? Do you feel like after hearing this, you're glad that he's gone or do you think maybe a suspension should have been more in line? I have no, uh, thing to stand on obviously, but, um, something I, I've been reading JR's book, um, under the black hat and he talked and he, he talked about uh, being top relations and how it's, a, it's really a thankless job and shit like that. But the thing about um, something I want to bring up is that the whole trash bag situation, when Mickey James tweeted that out, a bunch of other divas were like, Holy shit. So it wasn't just me. Cause Gail Kim even said something. Um, Jillian Hall said something. There was another one. I can't remember which one, but I remember they were all just like, wait a minute. You too. So this has apparently been going on for a few years, maybe even um, before Mark Carano. But um, you know, I, I there's only so much I can say. But um, you know, I mean, if someone's doing that to either prove a point or to fucking, in the case of they were trying to collect the belongings and such, because like from what I understand, a lot of the performers. A lot of the Dodie talent, like, you can leave your shit there, and they just ship it off to, um, they can just ship it off to, uh, the next town, hence why, 
Sorry, my train of thought. They can ship off to the next town. That's why Mickey James had his had her fucking um <coughs> the rest of her shit shipped back to her and shit like that. But um that I mean there's there's really not much to it. There's much, other than if if he's if he's just being a dick, then no, you don't need that in town relations, especially someone who's just being a dick just to be a dick, you know. But right. Uh someone who's being honest and shit and but like also it, it talent relations is a thankless job. But uh I think Mark Carano was a little out of line there. So I don't I don't blame them being like, hey, fuck you and getting rid of him. So it seems like a lot of people are kind of relishing in his firing, which is a shame, but you know if he's sending people's belongings back in trash bags, I, I don't I what what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. There's there's no place for that. Let's throw it to Mike Unit over here. Uh, Mike, what's what's going on? And uh, maybe a better question is, what dipping sauce are we using right now? I ain't using dipping sauce. I got... No what? sauce required. Dry as his humor. Whoa. You got no dipping sauce. Why don't you have any dipping sauce? Dipping sauce is required for, for chicken wings. Oh, my wings are gone, man. It's just my... Pizza now. Oh, you're just gonna you're just gonna crush a little pizza. Mm-hmm. Do you, hey, do you, <laughs> what what what's your take on the Mark Carano situation? Do you feel like, you know what this is this is kind of par for the course when it comes to wrestling? I mean, it, it's not it, it's hey. kind of a kind of a grimy. Situation. I don't want to call it a grimy business, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like oh, there's yeah, a lot of things that are not through. pretty. It's, it's shady. It's and I do agree with someone when they're in a position of power, they don't know how to act. That's why I left my last profession. But um, so my thing is, okay, I don't know how many of y'all watch Total Divas. But usually if you ever notice whenever there's a situation that would happen with one of the divas and they got to talk to Carano, you ever notice that it's like a level worse than them saying, wait in your you know, wait in your room and I'll be right there because you're in trouble and your dad's ready to whoop your behind. Mm-hmm. But you ever notice that vibe on the Divas whenever it comes to Corano? Yeah, no, I would agree with you completely <laughs> on that. I, yes. I, I I think he's, I just by how he seems on the show and how he seems on interviews in general, uh, I think he's shady. I think he's guilty, you know, and of course, a lot of those women aren't going to say nothing because, you know, those same women also came back more than once. Right. Like, this is Mickey James's second time being released. The first time was because Cena want her gone after they broke up. So, you know, of course they're going to cater to John Cena. So I'm not surprised that something like this comes around. You know, right. it's like getting rid of the iconics and all that. Like. I'm not surprised. You can look at someone like Mark Carano and tell he's a piece of shit. Oh, well, I, I, let's 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 throw it to Anton here. Anton, your your take on the Mark Carano situation uh, is it fair to fire somebody? I mean, in a lot of companies, you need a paper trail, right? You obviously have to document, 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 and then obviously, unless you don't document, then you're going to get a lawsuit on your hands. So you always want to make sure you cover all your bases. Was this a situation that would have been better handled with a suspension or some time away? 
or do you think no we're just going to cut ties completely i mean publicly traded company and public perspective is public perspective so that you know it's one of those things where that could create such backlash with, with the public that it's just one of those situations where it's like suspending them is kind of not enough so let's fish and cut bait but if this has been going on more than once i saw maria tweet about it saying hey i got one last year if this has been going on for a while that that says something like i get it from slave mart from my day job i could see them hey going here's a trash bag get your stuff get out but not from a publicly traded company that's this huge and i've never watched total divas but i've seen enough clips that i know what mike's talking about that he does come off as very cringy and that's the best way to put it that no one wants to deal with him and if motherfuckers fucking with animals and stealing shit those are two of my biggest no-nos in life you don't steal unless it's to feed your children and you don't harm animals old people or kids that's really about it so this dude's got like multiple strikes on my end just on a personal level and the one girlfriend does sound as crazy as he does not going to dispute that but pot calling kettle black this whole situation is just extremely not ridiculous but that's you shouldn't treat people like that you know the least you could do is get a small box they're like 90 cents at walmart box someone's things up and mail them to them don't put them in a trash bag you're a billion dollar company you've made more money than you have in the the history of your company in the last year when there was a pandemic and they're scheduled to make even more money now this year with all the people that they've cut loose that they don't have as far as overhead goes and you literally send a garbage bag. Uh, Liam Savage, I don't know the way they handle things in the, the country you live in because you obviously dwell in a in another country, in a foreign country from where we all live. Third world. Um, I, I have no idea, but uh, tell us, how do you feel about Mark Carano? How do you feel about the garbage bag? And why does this have a feeling of 1999 all over it? Well, speaking as someone that lives in, uh, I guess, Italy, We'll say Italy. I don't know. Um, fuck. Uh, two sides to every story. Um, so if we take the narrative about what Mark Rano is, he's a piece of shit. Um, but like I said, you need to use two sides to every story. Uh, it's easy enough to just say, okay, well, that's the narrative and that's it. But um, enough people don't look into everything and think there's, you know, different variables happening. Um, if he's been doing this for years, like I've heard, that's obviously a massive problem. Uh, I don't understand what he was actually doing there uh, right now, or I guess just a while ago, because uh, from everything I heard, he was the director of talent relations then. John Laurinaitis came back in and assumed his old role. So I don't even know what Mark Carano was doing at this very moment, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's, it's shitty. And uh, the fact that you would treat employees like that, I mean, the fact that they're letting all those employees go, it's, it's a business. Uh, people need to understand that and not just uh, go, oh, no, they let all these people go and they're a multi-million dollar or multi-billion dollar business. Uh, that's got nothing to do with it. They're a business. Uh, business in general. You have to think of it in those terms. If you're not, then you're not really looking at the big picture. So they cut some people because they obviously uh, need to cut some costs out, try to make themselves more profitable. I get that. I'm not saying I, I agree, but I get it. 
And uh, if this is the way they go about it, though, uh, with, you know, delivering a garbage bag, that's just fucked up. They should, uh, they should really evaluate how they do these things, especially if it's been going on for this many years. Um, you know, I, I don't know what there is, what else there is to say because he, he did such a, a stupid thing. And, um, I don't know. No, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think at the Good. end of the day, <laughs> I There's... think at the end, I think at the end of the day, uh, like you said before, you know, it is a publicly traded company. You have to yep. do what's best for the shareholders and the public image. And if somebody is doing something that is not in line with what your core values are going to be or what you want the public to find out about you, then you're just going to have to cut loose ends. You know, you're just going to yep. have to let people go because once again, do you want the stock to drop? Do you want to start losing money, start losing contracts? Do you want uh, people who you could sign as free agents not want to come because they think, oh, God, what kind of uh, shit shit is going on in the back here? You know, see, that's the, that's the only that's the last thing I was going to say. They're a publicly traded company. So if they're publicly traded, uh, you know, that that brings in a whole a whole amount of questions, you know, on, well, how are you treating your employees? What employees are you keeping? What are you uh what employees are you leaving by the wayside that aren't contributing? It's a whole thing. You, you Once you go from a regular company to a publicly traded company, it's a whole different dynamic. And it's the stockholders that are going to be yelling at WWE saying, well, why are you leaving this person on? We could have been making that much more money if that person hadn't been off and uh, not with the company. Certain things like that, people don't look at the, the whole picture, and uh, I think that's important. No, I agree. Agree, agree, agree. Um, so, so many things that we've talked about so far tonight. If you're just joining us now, uh, earlier on in the show, we had a great interview with Miranda Gordy, by all means, after this show goes off the air. Check it out. It's going to be on demand on our Twitch channel. Also, please do us a favor and follow us. And if you would be so inclined to subscribe, throw us a couple of bucks. Help us keep this thing going. I would appreciate that as well. Uh, it's just one of those things that we do this out of love of doing it. But you know what? We got to pay the bills as well. So... Uh, next thing I want to jump into, guys, is going to be a brand new thing. We're going to do it to uh, to end the show, and uh, I've kind of teased this. So I want everybody to do me a big favor, and I want everybody at home to do me a big favor as well. So get a piece of scratch. Get a piece of scratch paper and get yourself a pen or a pencil or something to write with. I'll give you a few moments. I'm prepared. That's how you get I'm out for in wrestling. That's right. Do they have paper in Canada or no? No, no, no we don't I, have shit. Considering you write on we snow. fucking cut down all the trees and make all the fucking paper for everybody in North America, but we don't have shit. Well, you know what? I was just checking. There's well, no you fucking to, checked. There you go. There's no reason to get half hot at me. I mean, my well, God. Well, too bad. It's fucking happening. I can write it out. Who the fuck's Mark Carano? Hold your pants. All Hold right. it up there, Rick Ross. Okay. Okay. Hold Lauren on. Pants, who's Lori Pass? I want to see your dick. Oh my God. Wow. 
<laughs> I'll whip it out if I have to. I, I, I know, I, you know. You know what? I you know I thought that I would be a better host than being able to control things, and that over so. over time I would become more uh, used to just rolling with this. Oh my god, I can't, I can't. You should right. deal with two people. Now you deal with four, five. <laughs> I know. Five drunk it. wrestling fans. I'm, you know? I'm not drunk. Only one shot. But uh, in that new intro, the first I've had a few beers. Over, Here's I another The hardcore roundtable, and it's chaos of fuckery. And I was like, I don't know if I should include that in the intro, so I deleted it. Wait, well, <laughs> chaos of fuckery? You wouldn't well, include it in the intro? That well, sounds amazing. But it is, though. I mean, it, again, trying to get sponsors. I'm trying to do the right thing with making these intros, but I should also right, call right. it how I see it. Like, I should have just left it. <laughs> Jersey Devil You're better than me. throws this out. There's more than five of us that are drunk right now. And and by the way, I would like to make That's a public, public service announcement. I do not, do not, near does, nor does FRM or anyone uh, over consumption. So drink responsibly and please make right. sure that you are at home. You're not planning on going anywhere and that you are enjoying the show uh, from whatever your streaming device is. All right. So let's Pretty go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Who said that? Where did that come from? Mike. <laughs> oh. He made a noise. <laughs> All I heard was. <laughs> that's all I heard. I, I said. I said out loud, "Pancake batter." Pancake oh. batter, baby. It's not what I'm fucking drinking, Mike. It's close. It's not but, over. You know. It's not overconsumption if you're at home and you're safe and don't plan on going anywhere. Well, I'm in my garage. Does that count? I don't know. No, in Canada, that in Canada, that's considered a uh, luxury. It's home. like a fucking luxury uh, hotel right here. It is. You know? It's very nice, don't you know? Sure okay, is. so. Yeah, here's not like Ohio. Anyways, here's <laughs> here's the criteria for grading the promo. The first one is going to be the look of the person. Do they have a good look? And the no. first category is out of ten points. So category one, you're going to write down category one, category two, category three. Out of ten points is the look. Second category is the delivery. That's going to be worth ten points. And finally. The convinceability. Would you, are you convinced by what word? they had to say? You know what? It is now. Okay. Fuck so it. were you convinced to per, to purchase a ticket? So it's out of a total of 30 points. So we got the look of the performer. We've okay. got how good the promo was delivered. And then was it believable or not? Do you buy into what they're saying? Okay. So here's Just what we're going to do. That down. Very nice. I'm like, I can't even really see that. Is that, what is it? Is there blood on that? No, it's a red envelope, you asshole. Look, oh. good, bye. Oh, I like it. Very, very nice. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Does anybody know how I can pull up a video and have everyone on the screen at the same time? No. no. Okay, no. great. Damn. Everybody basically, everybody basically just told me to go find a handicap stall. So here's yeah. what we're going to do. Uh, I jerked off in a handicap stall once. I mean... Hey, you know what? Who hasn't, right? Life, life, life happens. Oh, you know? okay. And uh, I, I got nothing. What have we um, I mean, I'm a better rouse, but you know, whatever. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to pull these up and hopefully I can get a really, I had several of these things and I oh, should have no, tabbed them here. Mm. Okay. All right. Oh, I got boy. my first one. So it's going to be out of 30 points. Are you guys ready? I'm yes. ready. Okay, Please this, let me Jerry Lynn Judgment Day promo. 
<laughs> this first one, oh God, this is going to be great. This first one, and you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to have to do some, some weird navigating here because I'm not really sure how this works. So let's see here. Uh, let me see if I can do this. If I was there, I'd bring it's only been at it over two years. It's okay. To you the can Okay, here we go. Here we go. I know it's going to look a little wonky for a hot second. Just bear with me. Oh, look at him. Oh, He's boy. doing good things. Oh, I know yes! what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Stop. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Can everybody see the screen? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. All right. If you guys are at home watching Jeff well, Farmer, you may, you may, you may grade as well. I'm going to wait for this commercial to end. Then I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play it. It is Jeff Farmer. So Skip the on. ad. God damn it. Skip Ready? the ad. Here we, there we go. Can you hear it? Nope. No. no not at all. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to That's pause. terrific. You know what? Hey, I'm trying. I'm working here. I'm the producer too. Here we go. Nope. Nope. Can you hear it? Nope. No, sir. Nope. Are you kidding me? Nope. I mean, Shut we up. play the Benny Hill theme song right now, please. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Cue the theme. You can hear this. No, Mike, we can't. Theme song. We could do could, voiceovers. Mike, I, I really want to hear it. And I would totally be honest with you right now. I, I do want to hear it because okay, this, this promo is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on oh, one I second. Let me see. Too. That's why I want to hear it too. Okay. Hold it. Let me try this again. Let me this try this again. I'm watching. Nope. No. Can you hear it? No. no oh. Okay. We're hearing something. Okay. okay play it again. Play it again. I've ever had in my life, but I don't like it when things aren't my, going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You got me mad now. I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another, and you critique me out of what's rightfully mine. That's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. <laughs> I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. <laughs> okay, so was everyone able to hear that? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Jumping yeah. Jeff Farmer. So. Jumping Jeff Farmer. So oh, oh, to clarify, that's not the same Jeff Farmer as uh, the fake Sting. That's a different right. Jeff Farmer. Correct. Right. That is correct. I mean, obviously, you can tell. Okay. Right. All right. So we're going to go around the horn here. And uh, I want to find out what everyone's thoughts were on that. Why do I still have earphones in? If I don't know. Because you're sexy? Well, I do my best. All right. We're Wrong. first going to go to... Um, who are we going to start out with? Let's go to Anton. Ooh. Anton's usually very insightful when it comes to these things. Anton. And sexy. Yes. Whoa. And very sexy. Uh, Jeff Farmer, what do you give him? Uh, the first one, 10 out of 10. The look, what do you give him? So his look, because I'm really 
like the look on the promo gets a three just because old school production etc it's just very poor he himself i will give a five just because wrestling oh. at the time period he was a wrestler from that time period so it just kind of is what it is so three on the production five on personal look so it's like cheesy 80s wrestler <laughs> okay so what did you okay so believability what do you give me on believability Three in the beginning, just because he's so like you monotone and not into it, and you can tell he's not into it. And then by the end, he at least picks up a little bit of steam, you know, just a tad. So I'd say give him a four for effort, but he doesn't really talk about the date of the match, where it's at, where to get tickets, anything of that nature. The things that help sell an event, he did name as an opponent, but he didn't put him over. So the effort gets a three, like just solid three. We're just going to round it off for there. And the convincibility, too. So, so you look very disenchanted with this. What, what, what? Are we, out of out of a total of thirty points, what are you giving him? He doesn't even get ten. Wow. <laughs> so, so he got nine out of thirty. Nine out of thirty for Anton. Oh wow! I, I, I wonder if this is going to get any better. We're going to go to Logan next. Logan. You're up. Uh, the three categories, 10 for each category, 30 for a grand total. Well, how are you scoring this, and what's your rationale? With the look, i got to give him a four. Okay, a four for a look, all right. Because he looked, he looked like that everyday 80s jobber. Yes. Um, as for delivery, it looked like he had stumbled just a bit in the beginning over his words he looked stiff he did not it looked like he didn't even want to be there it looked it's like somebody handed him a piece of paper and said here say this oh so he works for wwe cool <laughs> yeah and uh i'll give that about a two wow and as for believability it doesn't look like he can hurt a fly. No. Like, I'll be generous and give that a three as well. Wow. So total out of 30, what do you give it? Grand total out of 30. Not even over 10. So are we saying right around a, we, a we about a nine? <laughs> nine? Okay. Very nice. I, res I respect that. We're going to go I'm over. Throw him. Let, let, we're going to go over to, uh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> what, what do we got here, Chicken Wing? The man. Okay, so what was category one? Look. Category one was look. Mark Carano is still on the screen, by the way. <laughs> For some reason. That's not Mark Carano. That's that, fucking Rick Ross right there, mister. I don't know First how off, that. First I look way better than Rick Ross. I don't know how that. You do. Popped up here. I'd kiss you. I mean, shit. You should call me Mike Boss. There we go. Mike Boss. There you Mike go. Boss. Yeah. So that's um, your new name. First one is the look, Mike. What do you What do you give him? I mean, you're a wrestling guy. What do you, what, does the look does it Does it work on camera or is it not? You know what he looks like. He looks like an extra in a 1980s teen film. <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. No, I'd probably Lost say boys. I'd probably say can't buy me love, maybe. Nice. Patrick Dempsey. I'm gonna give him 
a two because he looked like Ronald Miller. <laughs> what the fuck is Ronald Miller? I don't know. Like I said, you gotta watch. You gotta watch. Can't buy me love, so you can get the reference. I Ronald. saw ten minutes of it in the fucking eighties. Holy shit! Because they were like, because they called him Ronald McDonald Miller. Very good. Such a nerd. So I'm gonna watch yeah. it now. There you go. I'm, I'm gonna give him a two. Okay. Next category. Uh, so wait a minute. He gets a two for looks, right? Yes. So the promo, the promo itself. What do you give the promo delivery itself? That's the next category. <laughs> Mike, who can talk about anything, is not no, give it up, Mike. Silence. Delivery. Okay. Give it up, man. Sure, he delivered. What delivery? <laughs> oh, oh. So the big zero, it? huh? I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a two on that one. Oh generous. Poor I'm Jeff Farmer. For for only because I like to make fun of his accent. Because the guy was like, All right, are you ready for your next match? Yeah. He sounded yep. like, he sounded like Opie Taylor almost, not to sound like an old dude, but he's like, "Yep, we're gonna go fishing, Pa, and now I'm gonna have a wrestling match afterwards." And job. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it. That's what came to my mind in terms of delivery. Wow. There was no. I gave him a two just to be generous because you know, this promo was used on Botchamania, so. Oh wow. And then what, what was the last one? The, the last one, believability. When you, when you hear this, can you believe that Mike is is he going to make you reach into your wallet and say, "I'm going to check out Jeff Farmer in this next upcoming match"? I, I look at it like this: um, I have a one-year-old niece who can cut a promo more believable than that. Oh, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> Wolf. She's one. So for her to be one and cut a better promo, I'm gonna have to give him a zero. Oh wow. Damn. I'm sorry. I don't no offense to the guy, you know. Don't be. It, it, I can walk up to him and say, Boy, you ain't shit. And he will look oh. at me. Yep. And then the announcer's gonna look at it like, and we're gonna take a commercial break, y'all. Oh, because just me saying those three words outdid his promo. So, and then finally, believability. So, so what, after you add up all the points out of thirty, what are you giving him? So you're saying four for the final category? Four. Or four overall out of thirty. Or four overall. You said there were three categories. Yes, there is. Wow. Two, two, two zero equals four. Don't okay. you work in the school, Freeland? I, you know what? Hey, you know what? Damn. Boom. That's what happens. Holy shit. That's what happens when you attack, and now Logan's on. No, I'm just kidding. You're back. Uh, so, so what do we got? So you say, wow, that's – wow. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a believable promo after this show's over. Oh, I can't. I can't wait, my friend. I wait here with my thick hand pants, ready to go. Um, we're gonna throw it to uh, to Liam. Liam, what, what do you? 
you, you could have a little more enthusiasm here, pal. Uh, we love okay, you so I'm sorry. much, Liam. He, that Liam. reply right there what? was more believable than Jeff Farmer. That right yeah. there. You know what? I think I'm going to try to get a hold of Jeff Farmer and see if we can come bring him on the show, and we're going to redo the promo. Get the right, get the right one. Don't get the fake sting one. We're not going to get the fake sting. You know so. what, Mike Freeland? I got a big match coming up tonight at the uh, fairgrounds, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm so I'm gonna, I'm really gonna pummel him. Let me tell you something, Daddy. <laughs> if that guy, if he comes at me, uh, I'm I'm gonna give him the the, the one two punch, and. Uh, Oh my god! Uh, that that's all I can do, you know. And and uh, if 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 he thinks he's gonna take me down, then brother, you're going down. Yeah, that sounds like it. That sounds that sounds like a great. Uh, yeah. So yep. so what what do you give it? What do you what? This is ridiculous. What are you giving him on the look? What what's his look in your opinion? Oh man, I mean, what can't you say about this guy? This guy, uh, Jeff Farmer, fuck. Uh, Would you agree? He reminds you of Opie Taylor? No, no, not Opie Taylor. Uh, he looks like he'd be in an '80s hair band or something. So you know, he's already got points right there. Uh, I'm gonna say, as far as an '80s style, he's got about a five. Okay, so you give a five, five out of ten. Sure. All right, perfect. Promo. What do yeah. you give the second category? What's the second? Second category. How many of you are in the bag? Jesus Christ, There's three. I, I can't pay attention. I'm sorry. I don't have a piece of paper. You're I'm in Canada. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so the second category was the delivery of the promo out of a total of ten points. Delivery. You know. I mean, I'd like to say I'm better than him, but I'm not. Uh, I think I did okay. But, you know, he, uh, he's he got a certain uh, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... treated. I... Oh, God! Anyways, um, I think... I think... He would be at a four. Okay. And finally is believability. Uh, believability is this believable on a scale one to ten what do you give it i you know what people are gonna hate me for saying this but uh i think i give it an eight on believability you know why oh hold on because he's so believable because he was so fucking nervous yes and uh you know what that goes a long way with me and besides he seemed to cut a way better promo than Kenny Omega. So I, you know, I give him. He's saying that to piss you off. <laughs> no, we're going to throw it right back. He he said my goodbye. Yeah. A good, good night. night. Now that's exactly the way we roll. Uh, we'll bring him back in once he's simmered down. Simmered down now. Outside of Anton, who's probably the youngest here. Or Moondog. Um, the rest of us are at least 40 plus. Am I correct in that category? Or near 40? Yes? No. Y'all are no. fucking old. I'm 23, baby. You're 23. Anton, you're very young. What are you at? 27. I'll be 28 in December. 27, 28. Uh, Mike Unit, you're what, 44? You know what? I should <laughs> <just> say that. 
looks so upset, Mike. You know what? Are you 44? No. And why why was your 40th birthday in 1999? (laughs) Whoa. I think you're mistaking me for the other guy, Mr. Savage. Mr. Savage. Okay, Mike's 38. Oh, I'll guess. Mike is not 30. Mike is not even in his mid-30s. Mike is only 33. I'm the oldest guy here. How old okay. are you, Savage? Savage, how old are you? Take a fucking guess. You're 44. 40... No. No. 41. No. 42. 46. 42. 46. 42. He's 42. That was fucking close. Come he on. Were, he well, close. not close enough. All right. So, here, here's the fuck deal. do you want? Close only so, I'm the older statesman, so I get to fucking say what goes here, right? Yes. No. ECW fans, 24. Jersey Devils, 39. Oh, God bless him. Boog just lied about his age. He's not 30. Boog's fucking 13, man. Boog is is 12 if he's a day old. Boog can't learn how to work a fucking camera. Boog Boog still has his placenta in the freezer because he's, you know. Love you, Boog. Boog can cut a better promo than Jeff Farmer. Okay. You know what, though? Boog's the man. Boog, he, he doesn't upset anybody. He's great. He is. Boog is wonderful. By the way, if anybody thinks that they can cut a really good promo, then I will send you the link to join the broadcast before we go off the air, and I want you to cut a promo. And you uh, can, did mine not count? You, I don't. Yeah. I'll fucking cut a promo. I'm, I'm liquor. Oh uh, fuck! Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. I, mean, I, cut one, I thought I did all right. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have a ban on wieners. Do I not fucking count? Cut one on Freeland. No. Is this a contest? It could be a contest. Cut yes, one. Yes, it is now. We need to cut one. Winner gets now. a fucking FRM t-shirt, even though I already have one. But you know, I already you know. have one too. Yeah, well, I got the original one that's crinkly, and you all can you all crinkly. can copy. You well, can, you can what? What can we do? What can we do, Freeland? Well, look, you got a nice, you got a nice little Chris. I'll cut a promo for you, Freeland. I'll make you fucking erect. Moondog Murray with the promo. Moondog, what have you got to say tonight? I, I am not I'm not even really sure what happened here. Uh, <laughs> Moondog, re- repeat that one more time. You 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 said you'd cut a promo on me that would do what? Make you erect. Well, that fuck would be- yeah. I'm not. I, you know, I can honestly tell you right now, I've never had that happen to me after a promo. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, what about of- Kenny? <laughs> He's silent. I'm not gonna lie. My most favorite Kenny Omega promo was a few years ago when he beat Tanahashi for the yeah, Intercontinental yes. title. That was my favorite promo because at the end he was like, All you ladies out there, because he won the belt on Valentine's Day. He was like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club in Japan. I'm going to get your heart racing in my skinny jeans and be your teenage dreams tonight. Let you put your hands on me in my skin tight jeans. Be your heavyweight dreams tonight. Like, I got a half chub when I saw that. Fuck, man. I ain't gonna lie. I got a half chub now. I did too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'd give anything to have a half chub. Um, well, you'll get that one day. I got a quarter. I mean, right now. Got, got a quarter. Got a quarter. We're going for it. We're going for it. Let's let's throw it on over. Uh, so, who has not officially given their final grade? So, Moondog. 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 The, the floor is yours. I want you to walk me through how you graded this promo 
uh, okay. in each step of the way. So here we go. What you got? So look-wise, you have gay representation. So I'm going to tell you right now, Jeff Farmer's a cute little twink. Uh, so I'm going to wow. give him a six out of a ten. little twink. Okay. Wow. Out of six. All right. Uh, six a six out, out of ten. Out of ten. Here's the thing. So I've had two promos in my in my wrestling career so far. Literally, my trainer went up to me with a microphone and goes, Moondog, uh, what's your take on such and such? And I literally barked in the microphone. I literally went, who, 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 who? And then he just fucking went with it. He goes, uh, and Moondog goes with the, with the life lesson, either bark or bite. And he just went Rick with Steiner. it. And then uh, it, I literally stole that from Rick Steiner, by the way. There yeah, you, you go. Are right. Um, yep. And then another time, someone went up to me and interview, tried to interview me in character, and I literally grabbed the microphone and licked it, and they were like, ew, and fucking freaked out and ran away. <laughs> wow. That's, wow. My pro- that's my promo skills right now in my early I like career. it. It's um, not COVID safe. <laughs> it's not COVID safe. Not at all. So I'm very <laughs> disgusting, and I should be in jail. But, you know, who's going to I'll get going. Who's gonna pit this six, 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 for the, I'm too tipsy. Um, good. Oh boy. None. He's not good. It's a two, but he's better than me in promos. At least he talks. He doesn't lick the microphone or, or bark, so it's fine. Licking and barking. We would not. Get uh, in. Yes. Would I buy a ticket? Absolutely fucking not. I would. <laughs> he's I a would. meme. He's a living meme. Uh, realistically, no, I wouldn't buy a ticket. So that's a six out of two. So overall, that's an eight out of 30. So I'm sorry, Jeff Farmer, you're cute, but no, like you're adorable. You're adorable. Would I fuck you? No, but you're adorable. So, I mean, I'd wow. give you a hug. I would give Jeff Farmer a hug and say, Hey man, I love you. That's it. So what no, we, what's your final grade out of 30 points? Eight out of 30. Wow. Eight out of 30 from a pro that's bullshit. We have a pro wrestler, and they're giving you an eight out of thirty. Wait a second. That's fucking bullshit. Hold on a second. Hold on. Um, what did Logan give? Did Logan give? What did he give? He also gave a nine. He gave a nine as well. Yep. Oh my god, I lost my damn thing. Okay. I think I gave him the highest score out of anybody. Yes, you did. Yeah, I gave him the lowest. You're very well, nice. Fuck, Mike, man. Like, get on That's with it, right. man. He's, That's right. He's a fucking. I'm right. I can He's do a that. fucking man. When you're Mike He's... Unit, you can do these things. If okay? you can make Mike Unit impressed, you're you'll make it in pro wrestling. Exactly. Like you want to impress me? Go find me Raquel Gonzalez right now. Oh god, I'll I fucking can... do it. You, you can't. I'll do it. it. She's in a different hemisphere than you. About a Rob Van Dam figure. <laughs> is that a WWE or is that a uh, is that a uh, EC Dub? It's a WWE. It's an R three figure from like two thousand two. You know. Oh, okay. Exactly. So you gave wait. You gave Mr. Farmer a uh, eight out of thirty. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me see if I got these all correct here. So are these the correct scores? Logan nine out of thirty. Anton. Where the fuck am I? Nine out of thirty. <laughs> Mike four out of thirty. Moondog, eight out of thirty. Hold on, hold yes. on, and I'm not. What the fuck here. am I? I'm not. <laughs> Give me a sec, goddammit! In your garage. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's in the and garage then, waiting to figure it out. Correct. Liam gives a seventeen out of thirty. Fuck yeah! Look at this. Everybody, everybody in the chat, what do you give? Give me a number right here, out of thirty, based upon the three categories. Freeland, come on. I mean, can you not? You can't agree with my uh, 17? 
I'm not saying I disagree with your 17. You have your your own justification. I have no problem. <laughs> ECW fan five. <laughs> no, 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 that's no good. You got to get Francine too. Says six. This is Francine could cut a better promo. I know that much. I know. Wow. Oh God! Don't get, <laughs> Mike Don't get Mike started. He's going to get his special sauce out. All right, so that's the first one. Who's ready, for, who's ready for round two of Grade That Promo? Go. I am. I'm so excited. I didn't know there was more. And he just can't hide it. Not He's more. about to lose control, and he thinks he likes it. Oh. Wow, wow. What? Um, hold, hold on. Let me Mikey Ripreck is going to watch this back and go, what the fuck? <laughs> He's going to fucking run. Let me see if I can get the... Uh, Let's see here. What are you doing, Mike? Unit, what what are you fuck? doing? He's fucking. It's, it's France. He's imagining Francine. Yeah. Hold on. Where's He's imagining her bum. <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, that's a pretty easy imagination. Hey, hey, hold on. Really quick trivia question. Who did he say he was going to fight? Who? Jeff Farmer. Who did he say he was going to fight? Who, 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 who's Motley Crue. Motley Crue. He said Motley Crue. The he man. Motley Crue. And then Nicky Sticks. We're going yep. and then Tommy Nick, Lee, Nick Mars, Vince Neal, Walrus, Vince Neal before he had the gut. Okay. All right, here we go. Yep. So go this ahead. is going to be Motley Cruz. He is now threatening jumping Jeff Farmer. Fuck so yeah. Pull this up here. I want you guys to be able to hear this. And this is going to be his, I believe it's going to be his retort. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but let me get this pulled up. And then once again, same criteria. You're going to grade it the same way you graded the last one. All right. So do this here. I'll remember. Yeah. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'll remember. Shut up. <laughs> what, what was that? Hey, 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 be quiet. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Convince Neil. Let's go. Come on. That is a lovely man. Hold on, I'm gonna get started. Uh, can I hear it? Would you just hold, hold, hold on? Would you just hold on to your Peter Cottontail for a second? Hold he on. He looks like Barry Gibb. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even believe you just. Looks like it. fucking uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin. I was about to say he looks like Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> oh right, shit! He doesn't Atlanta, GA, baddest street in the whole USA. He looked like Ron Jeremy's bastard child. Nice tie-in with uh, the interview <laughs> earlier tonight, which was a Thank great you. interview, Thank by you. the way, Mike. That's what I meant to do. I appreciate that. Well, what happened I, I enjoyed it, and I was really sad when my internet decided, I'm going to go fuck myself and crash during the interview. Oh, how do you do? And Freeland left. So until Freeland gets Freeland back, died! Okay, what so... What's going so, on here? We're supposed to have something, but our uh, producer so welcome, slash host so welcome, can't do it for us. So welcome, <laughs> so welcome to my material. I'm your host. You know what? Mike, you know what? You know what sticks to my craw? You know what sticks to my craw, guys? I'm using you know really data. Like I'm using data on this whole broadcast. You know? For the love of it. For the love we, of it. And we appreciate you for it here at Mike Unit Material. Which you're your bastard, I'd hug you. Oh, so, oh, Mike, Mike, what do I get for it? What do I get for it? I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna get for it. All right, you're yes, gonna get. Yes. You're gonna get an eight by ten of uh, me uh, and it's autograph 
and I'm gonna hold all of my belts at the same time. Uh, that's well, great, we'll, Mike. Thank you so much. Well, you'll, get unsol- you'll get an unsolicited dick pic from me. What about one from Freeland? Oh, I won't be able to find it. I don't think shit. Oh man! Wow! Wow! Oh, I, 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 I have one technical glitch. Oh, hi, Freeland. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back. I have one technical glitch. What's going on? Give me the thumbs up. Mike Unit. All right. What was that guy's name again? Oh, never Mike mind. Motley Crue. Uh, Motley Dick Lick? Crew. I don't know. Barry Gibb. Motley Crue. Jimmy Crews. Jam Garvin. Hold it. Ron I'm doing a Garvin. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. It looks like Bad Street in the whole USA. All right. Oh, All right. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, 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 everyone. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm, I'm getting it ready. Here we go. This is All going right. to be promo right, number two. Boy. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. My body is ready. My asshole is prepared. Holy fuck. Whoa. I can't. I have no idea what's going on here. This is- <laughs> You're learning a lot. He's too much. I'm on a porn, Freeland. Look at me, fine. You know by now there ain't nobody at home that never was. Now, son, you got lucky one time, one single time. You did something that not many people have ever done, and that beat me in the middle of the squared circle. You got yeah. to what time that is. Once. Once is not a lifetime, son. Once is not forever. No, it's not. Next time I see you, next time that you decide that you want to go somewhere or you want to be out partying with your baby, you look behind you. Look. Make sure that Monty's not there. Make sure I'm not around, son. Because when I see you, you're going down. It don't matter where it's at, square circle. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. I hope so. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, okay, we're 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 back here now. So, um, next time, boy. Are, are we back to the normal screen? Yeah, we've yeah. been at the normal screen. Okay, good. We got the normal screen yeah. here. All right. So we're gonna first. Throw, oh God, Anton is just like, why? Why did I pick this week to come back? All right, Anton. So we're we're gonna throw it to you first. Once yes! again, the three categories. Category number one is going to be the luck. Category two is gonna be the delivery of the promo, and three is believability. Will you open your wallet to buy a ticket? So I'm gonna throw it to you. The floor is yours. One didn't get to see the look other than when it first popped up in the beginning, and you backed out. So I played Benny Hill music, which I don't think anyone heard. <laughs> but uh, so didn't get to see that. But so two, believability. Two, like again, it's it's not even good bad promos. They're not selling anything. They're you know he put him put his pro- opponent over slightly by saying you beat me once in the squared circle, but didn't tell me where the match was, where to get a ticket, nothing. So just it, I'll I'll give him an eight because I gave the other dude a nine. They're building towards the same match. He's just giving him an eight, full circle. Fuck it. <laughs> Okay, so okay, but you did get to see him though, correct? Yeah, for, for a split second, and he looked more like a wrestler than the other guy. So I will, True. I will give him that. So still looked like a jobber from the eighties. I will agree with Mike, Mike Cook on that for sure. So, but perfect. Uh, so eight out of thirty, giving him uh, yeah, just one shy of what you gave uh, Jeff Farmer. Yeah, just. Not feeling Jeff, it, are you? No, Jeff Farmer at least tried a little harder because the nervousness. I at least bought into the nervousness that he thought he would get his ass whooped. It was a little – you know what? I think that actually works because now that we think about it, it actually maybe played into the delivery. Uh, 
one time is not forever. That's the one line I'm going to remember. One time is not forever. Um, <laughs> At least you remember a line from it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. we're going to throw. Let's throw it over to Logan. Logan, wh- <laughs> Logan, what do you got? Uh, Motley Crue. He's threatening Jeff Farmer. This is going to be the big showdown. Uh, what's your takeaway from this promo? Uh, I actually. I wow. have no answer for that one. <laughs> wow. You were removed, we know. Would you say it was better than Jeff Farmer? A little bit. Okay. A little, just a smidge. What would you say about the look? I mean, do you think his look like is Gibbs. more like Barry Gibbs? Yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree no, with you. Um, I'll give that, from what I've seen, at least a four. Okay. Because he he looked uh he looked like a wrestler. I can't remember who said it. uh Ant, Anton said it. He looked like a wrestler. Right. I mean, I would pay a I would pay a ticket to see him. And how As, long have you been on cocaine? <laughs> uh, that sounded like he was on for quite a while. What, what what hold on hold on hold on what what yep. just happened to the mic unit household here we just we just heard something crash what was he that? looks all innocent look at him um I had a couple ice so I went to you know whatever finish my drink here we got a cup of ice huh whatever we got a cup of you know what hey, let me tell y'all something right now let me tell you something I'm gonna get that jump jet bomb and then when I'm gonna get in the ring where I'm gonna be the little ass too. You sitting there looking like Opie Taylor as soon as I get in the square circle with him. You ain't going to have nowhere to hide, boy, because I'm coming after your Motley Cruz. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. That one was good. How would you? So before before we grade Mike units, which I thought was really good. So you think this one, the look was a smidge better than Jeff Farmer? Okay, four. Okay. So the promo itself, the delivery. Through a tracheotomy. <laughs> oh my god! And now, um, it gave me like a. It's like he's been smoking for a good bit. It does. Um, I'll give that about a three. Okay. He didn't need to yell. There's no reason to yell. Yeah, I don't get the yelling. He, he, he's got a little Liam Savage situation going on here with the yelling when it's unnecessary. Nope. And it, it, he didn't need to. Nope. I mean, I'm pretty sure a rat outside could have heard it. Yeah. I'll give it a three. Okay. And then are you going to buy a ticket? Wow. No. That's a zero out of ten. Yeah, I'm also not I'll give it a one it. just to be generous. You're giving him a one. So, yeah. okay. So Anton gave a grand total of eight. One lesson he gave. Um, uh, what's his face? So what do you? what's your grand total here? Same you thing. Gave, an eight. All right. Let's throw it over to my favorite Cabbage Patch. Here he is. With a cup of haters. With a cup of haters. What's going on with the hated? Uh-huh. Hey, who are you over there calling the Cabbage Head? I'm going to come after you right now. <laughs> they call me Martin Cruz. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to come in the ring and I'm going to smack the shit out. You know what I'm saying? 
and then afterwards I'm gonna shave that pretty little beard of yours, and then cut what's left of that hair of yours. You ain't got that glamorous Jerry curl that I got. That's why they call me Motley Cruz. Yeah. See, that would have been perfect. You got in, you got out, you said what you needed to say. So what 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 are we giving it here, Mike? Do we even believe that this is this match has any build up to it? None. Yo, I just like the character because he reminded me of a hybrid white version of Rick James with Ron Jeremy and a little bit of Jimmy Jam Garvin. I liked it. I like to make fun of it to be exact. Right. That's why I'm parroting it. So I'm giving him fives all across the board. I would pay a ticket to go to his show just to give him a hard time and some shit the whole time. 15 out of 30. A 15 out of 30 from Mike Unit. This is going to shock the panel. My name ain't no Mike Unit, boy. They call me Martin Cruz. You know what I'm saying? I'm the quickest thing than a pot of chitlins and making everybody leave the room because that's what I do. Every time I get in the ring, I'm across the border, whether it's from Texas all the way to the Mississippi. I like to get my hair going with sprays. And then afterwards, when I spray, I'm going to leave you in the bed just to lay in the mat. One, two, three, because they call me Motley Cruz. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like as we get closer to the, the one o'clock hour, my cook just becomes more and more alive. Dude, it reminds me of Tom Waits. Like the whole voice, like if any of you know who the musician Tom Waits yep. is, that's, he sounds like Tom Waits. The more we discuss this and Mike does the voice. I hear fucking Tom Waits. I looked at her and I said, yeah, that's mine. Let, let, let's throw it to Moondog here. Moondog, out of 30 points. Fucked out of his guy, head. There he is. Does this, yeah. guy get, does this guy get any better than uh, Jeff Farmer? Or is it less? Or what do we the think? The promo made him just slightly chubby. All right. Oh, shit. I was muted. I'm sorry. Okay. Um... <laughs> look wise, this dude gets a fifteen. Like this guy's look was amazing. Very old school, very funny, very awesome. Now hold on, uh, I'm gonna pause you for a second. When you say funny, you mean funny as in it entertained you as wrestling, or you're like, oh my god, this is such a joke. It's hilarious to me. Yes. Okay. Very much. Cause wrestling is fun, okay? Come it's on. It's supposed man. to be. Yeah. Come on, man. Um <laughs> So out of out of ten, the first one, the look. What are you giving him for out of a look? Fifteen. Fifteen out of ten. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. We got. We're already. We're already at a plus five right here. He All looks right. like Jimmy Garvin. Okay. Come on. How how, how much better you. can you get? Well, Jimmy first, Garvin doesn't you. even look like Jimmy Garvin. Have you seen Jimmy Garvin in recent years? He's got a fucking shaved head and mustache. He looks like a bitch. Okay. Jimmy come damn on. Garvin. Um, so let's, 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 let's figure out what do we have here for the delivery of the the promo itself. What do you a five. Doing? Okay, you give him a five out of the promo. So he's got that terrible. classic wrestling promo. You know, he he sells the fucking match, which the buy I'd give it a five. So nice. fifteen, five, and five—that's fucking twenty-five. A thirty. Twenty-five out of thirty. Right? I got the high. I got the highest rating because I would definitely go. I I like legit. If I had the day off of work or I got off work early, I'd probably go see him live. You know, fuck Me it. Too. This match would be funny as fuck. What, so would, would, okay, so Mike hour. Cook, you, you would join Moondog. You two would buy tickets, and you guys would go watch this match, yes? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'd go there, and I'd sit in the crowd, and I'd be like, yeah, man, keep talking shit. Then he'd look at me like, let me tell you something over there, little butterball. You see the hair and the glistening <laughs> of the volume of the hair. 
Because they call me Motley Crue. When you get in the room, because I don't care, because I ain't scared, because they call me Motley Crue's, and then I'm going to beat the shit out of you in the next match, boy. Yeah. Wow. With that being said, we're going to throw it to our man in a foreign country. Uh, there he is. He's always happy. Foreign <laughs> country of Canada. Foreign country of Canada. He looks so happy to be here. His Mexico, name is Liam Savage. He looks like he wants to die. Liam Savage here. looks like he's like, how do I get out of this contract? Why? I think he feels like he works for WWE at this point. He's like, what is this? Right. So Liam, Liam, the, the, the last promo obviously was Motley Cruz threatening jumping. What was it? Jumping Jesse Farmer? Jumping Jim Farmer. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Farmer. Farmer. Sorry, I, I get the name wrong. Yeah. Jeff Farmer. What His do you give the, the look of Motley Cruz? Well, Daddy, I give the look about a four out of ten. I mean, he is not that free bird, but he isn't bad either. Okay, four to ten, a little less than average, which is fair. That's a fair assessment. The promo delivery. What do you give the promo delivery? Three. Wow. Okay. What? Yeah. What about the? What about believability? Are you joining Moondog and Mike Unit in the in the audience? You guys is going to grab some popcorn and some coke and just sit around and have a good time, or are you saying not spending my money? No, he's got an eight. Wow. Yep. So, I believe him. So what is that? Eight and five is 13. You get him a 16 out of 30. Hell yeah. 16 out of 30. Uh, Moondog, what did you give him again? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. 25. 25. 25 out of 30. Uh, and the CEO out of Order Entertainment, you gave him what? I gave eight? him a eight. Okay. I don't and, remember what I gave him. And Anton, get, yeah, because this show is longer than a uh, Jerry Lewis telethon for muscular dystrophy. Good lord, this is long. I, I got. We better have a crippled kid on here. Um, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I think we have a crippled kid, and there he is. <laughs> His name is Benji. He's four years old, but he looks much older. He got one of those illnesses that makes him age. This poor guy. I want to hug him. Help Benji. I would donate four ninety nine a month to help him. All right. Not even fucking mad. Let's see here. So Jersey Devil, Jersey Devil, God love Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil uh, gives us his grades, uh, a four point seven. So he gives him a four point seven. No one's buying tickets to this shit except fucking Moondog and fucking Mike. Because I love wrestling. I, how can I Moondog. buy a ticket to somewhere I don't know where to go to? Well, this, right, that's, oh, that's, that's more what I'm just, getting at. I don't know where the fuck to get tickets or go to. Okay, hold it. Oh, let we me need to go down to the street. Open hold it. If you knew where the show was going to be at, would you go? If Hold it. If Mike Unit and Moondog pick you up, Anton, are you in the car? Are you going? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I've gone to see fucking independent wrestling at a mo at a like motel ballroom forty minutes up the road before. Like, I'm not above it. He so, can go to twisted concerts. He can go to random wrestling yeah, shows. Come on, I do. Man. I fucking right, let's do. Throw, let's throw it to Luke Skywalker. I'm not really sure what's happening here. Uh, Holy we shit! We got Return of the Sith here, or even uh, better, your uh... what? I went in to get a fucking charger. What are we, John the Baptist? What are we doing here? Okay. <gasps> here we go. What? What do you need? One. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so done. What is 
so dumb. He doesn't. What do you care. need? I love it. We need to know how to use. I'm here. How much do you hate me right now? I don't hate you. I love, I love you. I love you. Don't fucking talk to me like that. I love you. I really do. Okay, very good. Good for you. Thank you. Love, love, love. Before before we go ahead and say goodbye. I love you. Before we go away, should should we do one last one? Fuck it. No. No. Yes. Can't we just skip this? Can't we just skip I'm tired, man. Come on. The last one I want to do really quickly it's Richie Rogue. Richie Rogue. Can we just Richie Rogue? Who the fuck is Richie Rogue? Well, that's the whole point. Once again, kids, we're going to do one more. Fuck him. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on. Fuck him. We're going to Jim Cornette rants about mud shows. This is literally a mud show. It's like Memphis fucking on crack. It's like Jerry Crack. All right, here we go. Ricky Rogue, we're going to throw oh him out here. Oh, my fuck. Ricky Rogue, and he's using his southern charm. Here we go. Southern? Uh, that'll, that'll make me hard. Let's see it. I mean, I can't guarantee that's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to... I can. I'm going to do... I'm going to I'm gonna roll the clip. He's getting everyone, hard everyone as hell. Everyone wants the show to mercifully end, and I'm yes. just so enthralled with this right now. This is, gonna, <laughs> this is fucking great. This makes me so happy, and I can't even tell you why. Here we go. Because you're hard. Oh, but. Hold and on. FX on who will you start your free Hello? trial for right. $5.99 a month, you bitch. Here we go. What the fuck? I'll tell you something. You know, everybody knows there's more than one way to skin a cat. And what I did was I didn't go out there, bulldozer, and I didn't beat you with a chain, but I hurt <laughs> you where it hurts worse. And that's going out and kissing your woman. And all I did was. <laughs> And you know, I think she kind of liked it a little bit too. You know, she's never probably had anybody take her out and, and treat her like a lady or anything. I mean, you can look at Bulldozer and you can tell he's not much of a <laughs> not much of a ladies man. But Bulldozer, I tell you what, like I said, I'm not going to come out and beat you with a chain, but I'll stand across the ring to you face to face, and you know, you can come out here and scream and holler and say anything you want to say. But it just don't matter to me one way or the other. We'll be back after the. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, oh, incredible. Incredible. That guy's right. getting a high rating for me, I'll tell you. All right, so what, what, what's, what's the final verdict here? So let's go around. We're first going to throw it. Let's throw it to Liam Savage first because this guy needs to go first. <laughs> he needs to take a nap. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Yes. Liam Savage, you're you're up. What do we what do you give him first of all for the look? Look is our first category. Oh man. I mean, you know, this guy, he's uh he's really going for it. I, I give him a five. You know, he's trying. Five out of ten. Okay, that's yep. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we give on the promo delivery itself? <laughs> oh fuck. I mean, you know, I've heard some uh, some great storytellers of my day. Uh, you think of Ric Flair, you think of Dusty Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Dusty. You know, you know what? Holy fuck. Um, I think of this guy like a, uh, like a, a bit of an 80s Brian Christopher. 
So you know oh, what? What? You know what? I'm gonna give him a six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half on the delivery. Yeah. Believability yeah. is the big one. Believability. What do you? Give oh, him I believe him. I believe him. You, believe you know, you bring out him. your uh, legends like your Ric Flair, your Dusty Rhodes. As far as believability goes, uh, you know, Terry Funk. We can throw him out there. <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harley Race. Harley Race. How can you forget him? You know what? I did it with that promo. The, the main thing is, I believe him. I really do. You know? Um, oh, this guy has got, uh, he's got the chutzpah, as the Jewish people like to say. Um, I think, I think I would give him a seven as far as believability. This guy has got it all. He's just growing, you know, he's, he's doing great. So, so what you're, what you're trying to tell me, if I'm understanding correctly is yes. You yes. what in this man? I do want to do what in this man? I didn't say I want to do anything in him. <laughs> you said you what sure. with this man? Fuck <laughs> You fucks with him? You said you what with this man? I didn't say what. I said I want to give him a seven. <laughs> and I hear some weird music that sounds like it's taking me away to a faraway land, and I don't want to have any of it. <laughs> Hold on. Where did the show go? I want. I want you to say it. He's about to be riding on the door in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, Freeland, if we're not canceled, oh, fuck me. You believe in him. Fuck this shit. I don't want to hear this shit. Very good. Okay. Keep going. No! Just say the magic word and I'll, I'll turn it off. Say it. The word is coming up right now. I wetted him. Say the B word. Say the B word. Bitch. The song came out in '99. Let's get it done. Uh, Brian McKnight. Good Lord. Oh my God. Everything's got to be thick. Everything's got to be thick. Let's Moon Dog. Moon Dog. Are you able to control yourself over there? Because I'm starting to realize you're, you're, losing, you're, you're losing it, man. Are you okay? Are you feeling all right? Moondog's had a fucking walking hard on right now. Yeah. Oh, fucking fantastic. What's the question? Yeah, I, I don't even know at this point. It's we're, we're three hours, 40 minutes into this bullshit. Let's get it done. Fuck. Let's go. Let's get out of here. I have things to do. Holy fuck, Freeland. Let's go. Come right. ringleader. Fine, fine. I will. I will lead this into the uh, the end. So yes. I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, grade this promo. We we did three promos. It was a long show, but we had some fun, and that's what the uh -huh. most important thing is here. You laugh, you have fun with your friends, you talk some wrestling, and um, 
you kick back some uh, some grandpa's cough syrup. I, I can tell uh, I can tell Anton wants something to say. So the camera's on you, my friend. What do you do? <laughs> Marcos, go Anton. Get the twenty, like all around general score of twenty out of thirty, just because he believed his fucking self. Like he believed yes. himself. He, someone Jersey Devil said it looked like Brian Pillman and a cross between me and Brian Pillman. I say it's Marco Stone's dad. Either way, that shit was fucking gold. I don't know where we're going, but I'm going to see that match. Oh, Christ. I don't know where we're going, but let's go. That shit was fucking funny. Oh, fucking hell. Say it. Say it. I believe, damn it. Do it. He believes he can fly. Hold it. We're going to throw it at Mike Unit. Mike Unit right now. I believe that one out of all of them. Take it, Mike Unit. I believe I can fly. Oh yeah! I believe that I'm These girls get me so mad. Spread the skies and fly away. I believe I the pink and that are in. I think she wants to be a big old booty. I believe she is there. Wow. I believe. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hold on a second. Something good. By the way, we have really high ratings right now. We're about to end the show and we have almost our highest rating number possible. I think we're gonna have to go till two. I'm is sorry, that, guys. We're gonna have to keep this going. Is it, hey, is it oh my god, Fraley, I got a piece of my shirt on. No, hey, hey, in two minutes, 20 people, no one's peeing or no one's leaving. We're gonna throw it back to Liam Savage, who's in another country. Liam, let's do it. Let's get to two o'clock. Let's. We gotta hit twenty people. So if anybody right now can, what the fuck do you want? What retweet that we are here? We are live. Somebody, I can't. Please. I got hey. it. Hey, someone else do it. Fuck. What? Do, what do you want? Twenty people in the hey. room, and I'll throw it to a close. Twenty. Hey, somebody do something. Hey, everybody. Can you please have twenty people in the room so I can get some fucking sleep because Freeland won't let me. Okay, Thank I think, you. I think Logan is taking care of that. Once we hit 20, we throw it to the close. Hey. Whoa. Oh, so I think my. Logan's feeling pretty Fox. confident. Look, I think I know what might do it. I think I know. You know what, what Freeland? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you tomorrow and yell at you. And it's a good thing because I have your number twice so I can call you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you for outing <sighs> yeah. me on the air. Appreciate that. Moondog, Moon pickle jarred, man. Pickle jar. What the you fuck does that mean? Me. That means you know you're fucking mean. a pickle jar. That's what he's saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. And who sure is. Who do that, by the way? Take a piss in the pickle jar. Pull the mic. Who the fuck am I sending this to? Oh, piss in a pickle jar. Oh, okay. Hey, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It means Rest I'm fucking peace. tired. It's uh, Thursday Eve. I have no idea. All I'm right. I'm an old man. He's I need to get some cock. sleep. We're not... No, we're not. Matter we're of fact, <laughs> I can't take this. All we're right, not. all right. So you know what? I'll leave it at that. We didn't get to the twenty, but you know what? I'm okay with we that. We're 19, so close. Nineteen. Is Come on, okay. everybody, join in. Yeah, one join person, in. one. Smile on your brother, everybody get together, love the other one on the right now. All right, before. Before we before what? we say our fairly wells, let's go around the horn here and let's make sure everybody. God, Moondog's playing with an action figure. Oh God, I'm getting a little nervous. Let's Jerking first. It off. Let, let's throw it to. Uh, let's throw it to Anton. Anton, tell everybody what's new with you. What's going on? Do your plugs, all that kind of jazz. If people would like to continue the conversation with you, the floor is yours. I feel rotten on Instagram. Anton Heinick on Twitter. I got a fancy new keyboard that I've been banging out some shit with. 
Made a new Fuck yeah. intro for the pod. Uh, got a funeral to go to tomorrow. Ooh, I'm sorry, dude. It's all right. Shit happens. So hard life. Um, <laughs> oh, no, like, I'm sorry to laugh, but damn. On it, like someone had cancer and died. Being sad isn't going to solve the fucking issue. Like I'm worried about some shit, but like, nothing, nothing I can do about it. We so, just lost a viewer for that, so we're down to 18. So we're not going to hit 20. No, but all kidding yes, aside, we're sorry to hear that. Yeah, but it's yeah. Shit happens, so gonna go check in on my father, make sure some of my family's cool, and uh, Good deal. need to buy more buzz balls and finish this fucking commercial. I need to quit slacking on that. So, but I'm, if I don't want to buy them to a degree because I will fucking drink them, and clear liquor and me do not get along. So. Buzz balls is really, really good, guys. Yeah, they will it, fuck you up. It's really yes, good. They can. Yes, excellent, excellent. Uh, let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Logan. So where can people talk to you, find you, plug your amazing Twitch channel, which everybody should not only follow, but subscribe and enjoy everything that it is. The floor is yours. You can find me on Twitter at DemonScorpio13. You can find me on Instagram, and that's where you can also check out the Slater Paradox podcast, also at DemonScorpio13. I know, very unoriginal. Um, You can also find me on Facebook under my name and find me on twitch twitch.tv slash order entertaining 2020 tomorrow night at 10 30 will be nxt very nice order entertain tomorrow night 10 p.m nxt go ahead and check it out order entertain 2020 oh my god love it love it love it love it mike mike you oh jeez, mike unit we're back here we're back, Mr. Buttersworth. What do we got? What's the what's the what's the what's the deal? What's the promo? What's everything going on with you? How can people follow you? And tell us about your awesome show that you got. You know what? We're just gonna cut down to the chase. All right. I think I plugged it in enough. I'm just trying to get the 20 views, and I know just the cure to do it. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Ham size. Yes. Yeah. Sexual baby. Oh whoa! Oh, my God. Oh no, Mike! No, you get a spit on Twitch. No. Yeah. I just want to let you know. The <laughs> <laughs> reaction. These are the reactions. There are no words. Hold it. Let's throw it. Let's throw to Canada. Me. How do they feel about that? You can find nothing. <laughs> nothing. Instagram. No sold like a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. You can find yes. me on Twitter. <laughs> at Mike Unit, spelled with five eyes. You know what I'm saying? No. Mike so Unit. Mike Unit. Really yeah. quickly. Really quickly for all you. Oh, man. This is. This is. This is. Hey, shirt's TV. still missing. Will you scoot back and do a little dance? Will no, make a little love. Just do a little dance. Do Get down tonight. I just wanna, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just want to express my love. Ooh. Francine, if you're out there listening. Oh, God. Here we go with the Francine <laughs> stuff. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's going to happen, you know, Francine and Mike. It's going to happen one day. You know what I'm saying? Mike Unit. Just saying. It's the new sexual chocolate, y'all. 
Fat prop the real one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to say. I'm this waiting is... for the lotion to come out. Hey, Freeland. Yeah? I just want you to stop playing games, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. He's calling you out. I got to show you what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to give it all to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, oh, <laughs> that was the most Drew Carey reaction ever. Oh, hey, did we get the twenty yet? No, we dropped the sixteen. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, damn. The second. The second you took your shirt off, I mean, I thought we were going to get the bump. I thought we were going to get the rub, but then I was like, no, not going to happen. Me too. I thought we were getting the bump. No. See, this would have see, this would have worked if all of us would have joined in at the same time. And we took our shirts off. I'm the only person topless right now. Does anyone else want to hold on? Does anyone else want to derobe before we throw it to the close? Holy shit! I didn't expect this to happen. Oh, now we got, we got a whole lot of nipples. We got some. Welcome, welcome to Mike Unit material. I'm your host, Mike Unit, taking over. As you can see, well, it's like a nudist colony up in here. Holy crap! Skins, skins versus the 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 tops. Shirts versus the skins. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm, I I don't think he, I don't think Moon Dog has bottoms. I think that. Uh, what, I think he's in here naked. <laughs> oh my! Let's Game. let's throw it to Logan. Lo- what did- <laughs> Logan. Like, what the fuck did I just join? Oh my god! Let's throw it to Canada. What's going on internationally right now? <laughs> <laughs> How was this a Mikey Whipper and Jerry Lynn podcast one time? <laughs> wow! Hey, you know what? I tell you what, I will let you host all next week if you take your shirt off right now. Do it! Do it! No. Hey. I'm not your bitch. Yeah, I I love you too. That's my tribute to Jerry Lynn. Wow. The Jerry Lynn episode. I don't even know where this... I don't even know how to take these comments off here. <laughs> Logan's face. Okay, here we go. Is this it? Oh no, that's not it either. Jeez, oh Pete. We just went backwards. This we is did. So pasty. Everybody, is what it, is life? Did somebody say so pasty? What's going on here? Because I'm the only brown guy topless. Yes. How do I get? I'm really that? trying to explain to my wife how. Two or three men wound up shirtless on this show. I'm not doing it. If your if wife stays with you, as confused as I am. If your hey. wife stays with you, that's a keeper. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If if oh god, I hear her in the background. I don't think she's very happy with this. She's like, "What it's the fuck's going on? Why?" I don't think she's going to let you come and play with us anymore. Oh, <laughs> that gives me the sad boner. <laughs> just remember. What did I just learn? <laughs> Somebody's gonna get. All it. right, all right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. I oh, just thank God, uh, put their shirt back on. <laughs> all right. Here's. I'm gonna have to take this home here, I guys. Thank you so much for joining in another episode of Front Row Material. 
this was the most definitely different than any other experience we've had before. Record. Um, actually never record. Had, yeah, we've never had people disrobe before on the show, but you've seen Not it. Not that. Um, please continue to follow us on social media. I would really appreciate that. You can follow all of our panel on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm sure you're going to see their social media platforms, and uh, you can follow me as well. Remember, please go ahead and follow Miranda Gordy. Uh, you can go ahead and buy her material, her uh, merchandise over at Pro Wrestling Tees. She's the real star of this show. <laughs> she, she, she was the she was the star. She was because honestly, the rest of you jerk offs. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, I would agree. <laughs> final final comments. We're going to throw it here. Uh, Ten seconds, Moondog. What do you want to tell people? Uh, where they go for the big match coming up this weekend? Uh, Woodstock, Illinois. Come to uh, Woodstock, Illinois for Premier Pro Wrestling Presents Fortitude. I will be in a tag match with my tag partner, American Beard, uh, and such. Definitely hit us up. 1230 Davis Street in Woodstock, Illinois. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, Mike, still not dressed. Uh, <laughs> you got you got 10 seconds to tell me what what what's your thoughts, what's going on, what's happening. Uh, give us the rundown. <clears throat> All right, so tomorrow oh, night's episode, I'll be live on Twitch. Live on Twitch. 9 o'clock. Hopefully you guys will show up. We're just going to freestyle it. Um, can't think of a decent topic, so anyone who's got any ideas between now and tomorrow or y'all want to see me topless again, we'll make it happen. Well, you know what? Don't don't ask me about that kind of stuff because I, I'm so bad at, at, at pre-production, um, so I'm not really – don't oh, you put that shirt on. Don't you put that shirt on. Yeah, don't put put your shirt on now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, a bitch. You're not a bitch. Show You're us the a man. Seriously, one nip, Mike. I'm a, I'm a very confident heavyweight. What can I say? Show, yes. Mike, Mike, show us one Hershey kiss. Come on, one. Yes, no, show us the Just one. Show us the nipple. Nope. All right, we're going to throw it over to Logan. Logan's got a big show coming up tomorrow, which is going to be at 10 p.m., Order Entertain 2020. Tell everybody the details, what's going to be happening, and what's going on. It's a good thing I got it in front of me. Um, crap, I thought I had it in front of me. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, my God. This was a wrestling podcast. Oh, my God. I can't, I mean, I can't. Everything's frozen. What are you I rubbing? Mean, tomorrow, what are you, what are you? we got a main event that is going to be the number one contendership for the NXT championship. Yes. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tyler Bate, Kushida, mm-hmm. all looking for a chance to face Kevin Owens. Nice. And of course, you won't want to miss at the end of the week on Sunday, the AEW Revolution pay per view. I like it. AEW Revolution on Order Entertain. Very nice. We love it. We appreciate you once again for always being a part of our panel. You are a gentleman and a scholar and uh, a wrestling aficionado we appreciate you my friend um we're gonna throw it to the final we're gonna throw it to canada what is going on let's check into a live stream to canada yes his eyeballs hanging up is he in a car right now are you literally in no. a car? okay so Falling asleep standing up what do we got here you have the rest of the floor what would you like to tell people and you can close the show i will mute myself oh again so much pressure. Not really. And he's gone. Great. Okay, I have nothing to say. It's been four hours almost. This is fucking ridiculous. 
Uh, I can't handle the bandwidth because I live in Canada. Uh, I don't oh, know. Canada. There you go. You have three more minutes before we hit officially four I, hours. No, I'm not doing it. So you can all fuck off. <laughs> you can follow me. I don't give a fuck. I'll be back next week if Freeland lets me. I don't know. And you can all go fuck yourselves. Okay. <laughs> wow. Good night. Oh my god. I, I can't believe. That's an wow. opening. That's uh, that's that's sensational, guys. That's going to do it. Oh, uh, I thought I had the final word. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Fuck you. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Uh, that that is going to do it for this episode of Front Row Material. Thank you so much for everybody for joining in and having fun uh, at our expense and having fun at the expense of everyone else. Once again, wrestling is intended to be fun. It's intended to be enjoyed by friends. And it's the one thing that brings everybody together. So, hope you laughed. Hope you laughed at us. Hope you laughed at people in the chat. And once again, please, please, please follow us on Twitch. Um, well, our Twitch audience is growing, but we can only grow. Um, if you guys continue to spread the word, please spread the word and let people know that we are here each and every Tuesday night. More great guests are going to be coming your way. I got some great surprises in the pipeline of some people that are going to be coming on. So, yeah, that's what I got. That's for me to you. I did make it through the whole show, even though I did have my second uh, inoculation today. Uh, it didn't affect me uh, as much as the uh, the panel affected me. I think that might be even worse. <laughs> that, that, is, that is everything. I love you all. Be good, be safe, and we will catch you next week on Front Row Material.